So you would think after years of recording podcasts and coming back to our regular schedule after such a long hiatus, we'd have a excellent first show with no technical difficulties and everything going fine, especially because we have so much experience at this. Um, we've been podcasting for, what, four years or something, but uh, nope, that's that's not what happened. Um, poor things... Uh, well, let's just let's just say the audio quality of the following show isn't the greatest we've ever produced. Um, we are rusty as all hell after a long um, time not recording, but uh, I did want to put it up instead of scrapping it because it is our return to form. Um, if you have, if you're surprised to see something on the feed, um, I don't blame you, but it's good to be back. Um, welcome to the Scotchcast. We're doing this again. Uh, and we're happy to be doing it. Uh, it, it looks like we've all got our schedules free every other week, just like old times. That's the plan. It just uh, this first episode, man, it's rough. You're gonna hear some breathing from my microphone because I'm an idiot. Um, Durin is blown out because he's an idiot. Nubrama doesn't know how to use his Yeti. Uh, I think the only one who sounds really good is Thurbleton, so good for him, I guess. Uh, but if you can bear it, this is a fun episode where we talk about a bunch of latest, a bunch of the latest news. We didn't get around to the Last of Us Part Two news. My overall summary is that game looks amazing. Even Duran is excited for it, and hopefully that will tide you over till the next episode where we will talk more about the PlayStation conference and all that kind of stuff. So thank you for listening to this return episode. Sorry for the issues. We'll see you in a fortnight. Yes. <laughs> Good. I don't know yeah. if I'm on push to talk or if I'm on. I I'm on automatically. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to our new podcast. Uh, simulated technical service uh, report calls. Uh, yeah, we apologize. We're 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 still new to this, guys. Yeah, we haven't done this yeah. enough. Ever, ever before. You know what? We went on. We went on a long hiatus. It's mm-hmm. been a while. Mm-hmm. New. Did you click the little gear on the bottom left corner of Discord? And then go to... I think so. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Yes. Yeah. All right, great. Are you on push to talk or not? I'm uh, Now I'm curious. I'm no longer on push to talk. I oh, was I on see. push to talk, I see. but I didn't know if you, when you do the private call, if it's still translated to push to talk. Or if it and, and the funny thing is, I'm the one that's already, like, I've done some day drinking already. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm too, like I'm two, two shots deep. <laughs> yeah. I've had one drink. Nice. So, uh, so Noob is still probably the most sober one of all. <laughs> I'm I'm on my third drink tonight. Oh yeah, I believe you. Was it a, a Coke? <laughs> I have no. I have a I have a a great uh, Moosehead Canadian Lager. Okay. This is my my. I, it's practically undrank though, so I'm really on my second drink. Right. I've drank two drinks. I'm on my third. Yeah. Okay. I just had two things of Bailey's, so I'm happy. Um, and with that. Uh, we want to keep the show under two hours. Thurbleton informed me a couple weeks ago that he's, his schedule has freed up quite substantially since uh, it's 
clusterfuck over the last year. Duran has, has also informed me of recent years that he misses doing a podcast. Nubarama happened to be online. Therefore, <laughs> <laughs> we might be putting the band get that back together, you guys. This is kind of fun. It's nice seeing everyone in the same room since E3. It's been cool. Um, E3, that was... That we did that. We had a whole thing. Yeah, that... Oh man, yeah, that amazing Elder Scrolls Six announcement oh. and the Fallout, Fallout oh sixty nine. It's only been like a couple game. of months, but it feels like years ago, as far as I can. It has, it. yeah. Shit. Anyway, um, so we are going to do a classic Scotchcast. Um, we're not going to be doing much catch up with what we've been up to. We do have a what we'll be playing section at the end of the show or the second half of the show, and that could go for a while because during the list is really long. But, um. Aside from that, we're going to start off with the news, and then we're going to move into what we've been playing. Uh, for news, we're doing things differently from possibly here forward. We pretty much just narrowed it down to a couple of top stories. Um, we used to have a thing where we just pretty much go over everything that's happened over the last fortnight. We're not doing that anymore. Um, we just don't have the time. Doubleton's making hand signals. Because <laughs> you said Fortnite. We're not, we're not, I was saying we're not talking about Fortnite, are we? This is, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I have things to do, if that's the case. Uh, uh, no. Um, this is a PUBG. <laughs> you walked into that one. <laughs> <while. laughs> um, speaking of. Actually, no, I have no transition. Duran, tell me about Final Fantasy VII's trailer from TGS 2019. The first thing off the rank. I, I am so excited about it because they showed off summons for the first time. Did they? I miss. Oh, I totally yes. missed that. Oh, yes. They showed off summons. So basically, the way they work is like everyone can only have one summon attached to the time net. Okay. Um, and then like it basically like fills a meter, and when that meter fills, you can call out that summon. They come out and they're kind of autonomous. Autonomous. They just do what they want or whatever. Ah. Um, but you can use your ATB gauge to give them commands to use certain abilities, and then once their timer runs out while they're out, uh, they'll do their final big ability and then take off. Nice. That's pretty cool. It's like a Final Fantasy X kind of mixed with... Yeah, it's like a mix of... It was like a mix of... I think somebody said like... What was it? It was like 12 and 10 or something. Mm. Um, They showed uh, Ifrit or Ifrit or however you want to pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Um, They showed Shiva. I think those were the only two. I'm... But it's interesting because like they're also like adding new ones to the game. And like some of those are going to be in this first game. Does Ifrit look Which like he does crazy. in um, Final Fantasy Fifteen or not? Like, does he look um, like a dude, or does he look like a monster? He he looks like something from Asura's Wrath. <clears throat> okay, so pro- probably normal then. <laughs> big, yeah, like big buff dude. Okay, no, kind of. Yeah, no, he he looks really really cool. Actually, ah, it's cool. Um, they also kind of outlined uh, what they're calling classic mode, mm-hmm. um, which isn't. It's not quite as classic mode as maybe some purists would have wanted, because um, it's not just going straight up back to old school turn based combat. Um, basically, all it does is the the ATB meters um, kind of automatically fill on their own, um, and then you just all you have to worry about really is just issuing commands using the ATB meters. Mm-hmm. So basically, it essentially just takes out the like needing to mash the square button to attack to fill nice. your gauge. Right. So it kind of sort of goes back to the old school way of doing it without just straight up making it turn-based. I, but it's kind it's kind of turn-based in that regard. So, 
going back to the trailer for a hot second. So first of all, it was like TGS happened a couple weeks ago, and we had a bunch of trailers for a bunch of Japanese games. And the, I think the PlayStation thing, they didn't really have a PlayStation thing. They just had like a couple of things, probably big trailers they pushed all at the same time. Um, one of those was the Final Fantasy VII trailer. And I have to say that my impression of the Final Fantasy VII trailer was pretty different from Duran's. Um, because we saw the same thing and had the same reaction, but then our reactions to the reaction were like went in opposite ways. <laughs> Durin was like, "Oh my god, this seems like crazy, and a lot of stuff's going on." And I'm like, "Oh no, this seems crazy. There's a lot of stuff going on." <laughs> 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 to, so uh, they've they're sticking to the first game essentially just being Midgar by the looks of it, but they are yes. adding yeah, everything absolutely. to it. Like it seems like. So so much shit has been added to this game. Um, I don't know if it's well, added yeah. or just expanded. I don't know how to how to how to think about it. It's how do I put it? It's like they they added layers to every element of it to the point where this just seems like a hugely dense experience and. It's got that square fluff. The square fluff. I, I'm I'm used to like the old. I, like the, what I wanted was like an old school Final Fantasy ish game where it's like simple, and there's it's the classical story and people and doing normal Final Fantasy shit. But this seems like a new age Final Fantasy experience where it's like eight layers of fucking detail on top of the the classic. Well, like, are you talking about like narrative detail, or are you talking no, about like? System? I mean, it seems like they did. They have added narrative detail, but just in terms of just the stuff that's going. This is. A lot of stuff going on. That's that's what I got from it. With like the, um, well they showed it wasn't costumes, but events they showed, the people, the the characters they've added, the all these. I'm not sure if they've added them or they were just always there. They're, they only showed them. one new character. Right. Yeah. They've they've. It's like they've always they've, these characters are always there. Like especially like Wegs, like Wedge, and that's that's an obvious one. Which are just like a small. Role yeah, it, it, on those guys, it was more like they, they're kind of filling out those characters, which which makes exactly. sense when they were talking about like the first game is going to be just Midgar. Yeah. Um, they're going to expand on that story, the story of Midgar, the story of Avalanche. It seems like they're actually doing some things to tie Wu Tai back into the narrative, um, which was like it was so it was actually. There was it was mentioned in the original game, mm-hmm. but it was kind of a throwaway line. Um, whereas in here, they're trying to tie because there was a there was pre Final Fantasy VII. There is a war between Midgar and Wu Tai. Okay, I know. Um, that like you can you can get that information if you happen to read the right things as you're playing right. through the game. Okay, but like you can very easily miss that as well. Um, in this, uh, the the president basically seems to try and tie uh, Avalanche into Wutai and say that right. they're basically like working as agents for Wutai. Right. Yeah. And th- yeah, they expanded um, the president a whole there was like a whole freaking cutscene with the president and stuff and that talking. Well like so that's the other thing too. Like that, that cutscene with like the hollow president or whatever. Mm. Like something like that existed in the original game. It just it wasn't a hollow thing. Mm. He actually came down on a helicopter and talked to them directly. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, um, so and then like summoned the boss or whatever. Something about it is just like yeah, I can see it, um, and it feels like, like if you're a final fantasy or whatever. If you're like a Final Fantasy VII guy and you wanted more depth in your Final Fantasy, or do you want to explore the world more and know, know about this war with the Wutai? It's, I think you want to say Wutang, which is not what the thing's called. Um, <laughs> There's no war on the Wutang. <laughs> they, they would. They, Midgar, they, they would lose. Midgar ain't got beef with Wutang. <laughs> no one's got beef with Wutang. Um, uh, yeah, so they, if you wanted all that like depth to it, that's that's seems like that's what you're getting and I, I feel like a lot of people are more excited about this game for me on the other side where um 
I thought the Midgar part was kind of not lame, but I just wasn't that interested in the stuff that happened in Midgar. They seemed like just a a thing to do to get you out of the city and into well, the and and that, you're not necessarily wrong, and I think maybe they're trying to fix that mm. because Midgar was a very important part of the story. I just don't think they did a great job of like telling that story, and I think a lot of that was comes down to. Um, the localization was mm. historically very terrible for okay. for uh, Final Fantasy VII. Oh. Um, so, I I think I think it's going to work out for the better because one, they realistically the the, the size of the game that Final Fantasy VII was originally mm-hmm. they could never do justice to in one game yeah. really not, not without today. just not, really not today's scaling. Square. Yeah, like not without really scaling things down in mm. a weird way or making the game like kind of look ridiculous like could you imagine ps4 graphics running around in an overworld like final fantasy 7 had like that's not going to happen that's good that's um so they were going to have to scale things down in terms of like scope but mm. then like spread it out um to justify the scaling down the scope. yeah yeah or, 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 or also maybe not scaling down the scope like spreading out of the scope as well mm. um so like setting the first game in just midgar it, it it also makes sense too because if you're gonna do like let's say three games like everyone's assuming they're going to, mm-hmm. uh, Midgar is a very good stopping point. Yeah, yeah, that that, I, like that a, I agree with. A game. Yeah, and, and um, I guess like, like you don't want to you don't you don't want to run the game to like fucking you know Cosmo Canyon and then suddenly end it there. Yeah, especially because there's no story beat there. Like the I was like, isn't the first game three discs? Yes, I would have thought. Yes, yeah, so like. In Cynic's version of the alternate present, it would have just been the first disc, second disc, third disc. And... So the the other problem, the problem with that too, is that the way that they split out discs back then wasn't as yeah. I think the last uh, was narratively just last intuitive. The yeah, the last disc was basically like the northern crater area. Yeah, and that was pretty much it. And so like that, but if you asked me what I wanted more of, it would be the end part of that game. Like I like. Cause and that's me, the thing. Yeah. It's like think about it, like you you will. I will. Yeah. If they're doing this to all you know, parts eight of years game. from now, you will get a, like an amazing into this. How uh, yeah, optimistic you are about that that figure. <laughs> um, and with that though, um, yeah. So there you go. Like during essentially, you're you're showing off like the the major fan reaction. I think I'm just more of a dissenting voice. Um, final thoughts on Final Fantasy VII before we move on. I hope it doesn't get pushed back. What's the, what's the release date on it? It's March. Uh, three twenty, I think, or three three in twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, I haven't pre-ordered. I probably will. I don't know. I up mine from the regular to the digital, <laughs> um, which I upped it because it didn't cost any more because okay. it was like Amazon had, had a deal on it, but like it was actually hard to do so because I lost my original. Uh, um pre-ordered date mm-hmm. because i originally pre-ordered that game in 2015 right okay the day that it was originally announced and right. so like it, weirdly i had this weird tie to that date and so like <laughs> i hesitated on the update upgrading to the the higher version uh-huh it was dumb okay mm-hmm. well um again we need to keep moving new brahma are you still around are you still with us yeah, I love Final Fantasy. That's my favorite game series. I was thinking Fuck, of I going love, to the next thing, but I love you, lightning. Like, just I as like unengaging. Any other games Goku other than really it's, cool. it's the Final Fantasy? Yeah, yeah. Um, Goku. Uh huh. When is the Final Fantasy? When is it final? Okay. Um, the well, I if have... this game doesn't do well pretty soon. <laughs> okay. True. Fair. Um, 
Noob, I have a question for you. I'll, I'll skip off the next one for a hot second here. Uh, do you have anything? Do you have any thoughts on EA in 2019, or do you care about EA? I think EA is a rotten company, and I hope they go under, and I hope all of their employees die a very slow death, because they have not made a good video game that you can buy for sixty dollars in fuck like seven years, eight years. What about no, last time? Like, no, I wouldn't say uh, that because you could buy Star Wars: The Old Republic for sixty dollars when it came out, and that was a pretty damn decent. Yeah. Okay. Let wait. No. Okay. Star Wars: The Old Republic was twenty twelve. When was Mass Effect two? Let's say single player experience. Wait, didn't you like Dragon Age Inquisition? I did like Dragon Age Inquisition, yes. but it was also not a very great Dragon Age. Yeah, it was not a good wrong. sequel to. Dragon no, no Dragon Age has been a good Dragon Age since the first. I yeah. Mean, yeah, I mean, Dragon Age Inquisition was pretty good, but I think basically the new Star Wars game is going to be fucking awful. Maybe, and, um, maybe I like Respawn a whole lot. It looks terrible. Like but we'll EA see. should just EA should just become like Jagex or like the people who make Angry Birds, just making money off of microtransactions only, because at this point their games are really bad. Or like the people and who make Angry Birds, just making money off. Of making. Whoa, I'm getting some this robot is... there. There we go. Okay, okay, so mm-hmm. uh, a link in the channel for us, a list of electronic arts games, a history, <laughs> and we're... Oh, but That's it's not checking, guys. chronological. No, it's alphabetical. What the hell is this, this nonsense? Is alphabetical. Uh, maybe you oh, can, maybe, I think you can arrange session. by year. If you click a year, you can yeah, arrange. Yeah, I'm arranged a really long time. I, I see, I'm already talking No, See, they made Apex Legends. You're already... Apex, oh wait, I, I literally said last game that cost $60. Oh, Apex fine. Legends was free. I mean, you can put $60 into I specifically wanted to exclude it. Uh-huh. I mean, well, let's they have, like, so Respawn's yeah. a good group of dudes, right? They, they seem fine. Um, and people like this series. Could you argue that Mortal Kombat is a single-player game? Mortal Kombat was not EA. Yeah, that's Wasn't not it? EA. Netherrealm. I'm looking back oh. in 2011. Um... <laughs> Oh god, I can't believe Master Drummond was two years ago. Anyway, with that, I just wanted to use that as a transition to Nubarama. Uh, Titanfall 2. It didn't sell well, but it was a good game. Oh, Titanfall was, was one of my best games that year. Okay. That was one of my best okay. favorite games that year, easily. Um, but yes, Noob, if EA was to tell you that a streaming service, would you sign up to it? I already never open Origin. Like, I... I it's really sad because, like, I think I have, like, every year I buy the new Battlefield game mm-hmm. and I buy the new Star Wars Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Even though I hate the company and I hate the video games, I do it. And I, <laughs> and I literally buy it. And then I'm like, I'm going to close Origin uh-huh. after I, or I'm going to restart my computer. Origin doesn't start when it, my computer <laughs> starts. So I literally have not played any of those games since I bought them because fuck having a streaming service for every publisher. <laughs> like, no, but this is what's That's happening the with answer. all the yes. No, but this is what's happening with all the TV streaming services, yes. right? You're like, oh, Netflix is going to replace my two hundred dollar cable thing with mm-hmm. fifty thousand channels, but mm-hmm. now I'm going to have twenty five different subscriptions, five hundred dollars a pop. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Yep. No fucking thank you. Accurate. I'm just going to sign up to none of them. That's pretty my my upshot. Duran, would you sign up to a EA streaming service? I already question why I give them $5 a month as it is. So, no. 
<laughs> who was the group that sold you on their fucking storefront? Was it Epic or was it Gear? It was um, <laughs> Bethesda. No. no, was it Bethesda? I'm trying to figure who it was. It was during E3. Sold me on their oh, no, storefront? Xbox. Xbox. That was it. That's the one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The the Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I, I, right now, I can load up uh, uh, Gear 5. Like, totally. Five bucks a month? Sure. I'll yeah. pay that for access to Gears 5 that I'll never play. <laughs> but, yeah, fair. Hey, no, you know what? At least one of the games on my list, I played because of Game Pass. There you go. So, like, I guess. Already paying for itself. I. <laughs> But they've had this EA Access thing forever. That's uh-huh. practically the subscription service, right? Yes. It's not cloud streaming, but like for us, cloud streaming isn't very like for people who own a gaming computer. Correct. Cloud streaming is pretty irrelevant. It's, yes. it's actually yeah, like you're not wrong, and, and that's one of the reasons why I think this idea of like cloud streaming games or whatever, like it really doesn't make a lot of sense. So like I, I work for a company who leases products to individuals who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford them right the most positive way i can possibly spin that sure um some of the products they lease are gaming laptops and gaming desktops Mm -hmm. so even people who cannot afford to to build or buy a gaming laptop or gaming gaming desktops still have access to those things Mm. so i i increasingly don't understand who these streaming services are for especially because like to have a good experience on these streaming services you have to have good internet which Mm -hmm. costs money Mm -hmm. more money than again somebody who maybe couldn't afford to build a gaming pc would probably be able to pay monthly for and it just seems like um uh, so here's here's the deal i will always try it out because i'm curious but you're right i will never unless the 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 problem these services have to solve for me is 4K 60. And unless they can do that, they can fuck off. But if they can do that, the prob- then I'll listen. The, the, problem is, the problem these services have to solve for me is is finding a business model mm. that doesn't require me to pay a subscription on top of also having to pay for my game. Yes, correct. If if EA is going to do it like it's just another part of EA Access, I would consider it 100%. I will consider it because there's probably... I'll consider it for the month of a release. <clears throat> Let's just say right. put it that yeah, way. Yeah, no, like I've I've <laughs> been doing these streaming services since they first came out. Mm. Like I I forget what the first ones were called. Uh not not on live, but what was the one that Sony bought? Oh she Gaikai. Gaikai? Okay, maybe maybe it wasn't Gaikai, maybe it was it was something they had made. Like there was a service that was out. Um oh, yeah, was not I know you're talking it was about. a different one. Yeah, I know you're talking about, but I don't know. And then like even before that there was another one earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I've tried all of those, like, and, and, and the, like the tech has worked generally, right. you know, I played that shitty Prince of Persia game over, uh, my internet and it worked decently, mm-hmm. but like, but they've never gotten me to buy in because again, like they want to charge you their monthly fee so they can cover their bandwidth costs, but then still have you pay for your games full on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, think about all the, all the people who have paid countless dollars for these games for these services and then the service just can't find a way to make to to stay afloat with it they shut down their service and now those people have lost access to those games yep that's that's the that's the risk they haven't really been able to to address yet as much as i don't believe they're lost the only company that i can see losting is google uh the reason they won't last for is for different reasons like they have the tech yeah google as a company will last yeah yeah but but once they get bored with it yeah it's they're, they're shutting it down so like i 
the sell of giving me 4K60 with cloud saves that I can just link to people and all that kind of stuff, all the selling points sound great, but you really do have to nail it, A, and B. You have to do it in a good business model, like Durham pointed out. And if you have, if you have to pay for your service and pay for the games, you can fuck right off because over time, that'll cost me more than just upgrading my graphics card. Here's the thing. Then it also runs the risk of like what happens around and now I've just lost my entire library. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like their market is literally people who have fast internet, but, but no like, computer. you know, not Europeans. I'm talking about real people, like people <laughs> who live in North America. Um, but like, so people have fast internet, they don't have data caps, which is still an issue in many countries. There's a limit to how much you can. So they're pay, these are people who are paying like a hundred to two hundred dollars already for internet, and mm-hmm. they don't have a gaming computer, but are still really interested in AAA titles, and they don't have a console. And yeah, that's and they have the spare cash to buy games and stream them instead exactly. of just, just buying them. That person, like who, I don't know who this is. Yeah, if they exist, they're not many of them. Yeah, like the further you kind of whittle those groups down, the less the business really seems to make any sense. But like the guys in Noob, Noob excluded them for a reason. If you're talking about Europeans, this is probably an excellent system because they have vast, cheap internet with like huge data caps because it's just pure. But see, that's yeah. the thing too, though. Like I have, I have Google Fiber, mm-hmm. and I have no data caps. Right. And right. I still will never pay for these things because mm-hmm. I have a decent gaming PC. Yeah. It's like it still goes back to like gaming PCs are so affordable. You can buy a gaming PC for the price of a console. It's not going to get you like top end 4K 60, mm-hmm. but you can play the games. And, yeah. and and maybe that's what it comes down to is like you were saying, like if they can if they can say you can do 4K 60 with it, yeah. then maybe the the subscription starts to make a little bit of sense. Yeah. Because those but for how long until that tech then also becomes affordable? Exactly, and and it's 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 because I've been waiting. What is it? Six years or so for a good graphics card for four K sixty. That just and it just has not come along for years. Well, and and, years and I don't. I don't know how much 4K60 really matters to the majority of people. Oh, it doesn't. I mean, like, you think like... about it. We're, we're, we live in a world where, like, UHD Blu-rays aren't selling. Yeah. Because everybody has this general mindset of of good enough. Mm-hmm. The convenience outweighs the the need for it to be perfect. Yes. And you know, yeah, I could buy a um, 4K Blu-ray player and buy the 4K Blu-rays and watch away movies the best possible video I can get. Mm-hmm. Or I could just, you know, pay Amazon six bucks and rent it and stream it on there at 1080p, and it's fine. Exactly, and it's the convenience outweighs it, and like convenience is only works if it's a model like Netflix, where so you pay one fee and you don't pay for individual items. Because once you breach that barrier, then you're actually asked, you're putting barriers to entry against every product you have on your library. Um, but here's the issue with the Netflix model too. Now is that it's not just Netflix. Yes. Now you got to get the fucking Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. You have to get the the HBO. You got to get Apple the porn Plus. channel. You got to get browsers, reality, King, all of the separate stuff. You can't yeah. just get one thing. Mm-hmm. This is the of rubber banding of like back when cable was a thing. Everyone yeah. like if you didn't want to use it, you would pirate it. Mm-hmm. And as a solution to that came like Netflix, Netflix. and, and yeah. then from that. The like market. Well, not only out. that, but like when cable was first new, it, this is literally the re- recut of that. When cable was first new, you bought it a la carte. Mm-hmm. You bought really? the channels a la carte. Really? Yeah. I don't know. This, yeah. is, this is literally just history repeating itself. 
That's or fun. you bought it in a shitty bundle, so you had yeah. to get channels you didn't want. But I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying when it first came out, like this is literally oh. that. Right. This is literally a repeat of that. Like that's that's what's coming next is that bundle. It's that's really funny. Like you're not wrong because I mean it's just it's it reminds me that the laws of economics cannot be defeated. Like there's many laws out there. Physics changes all the time, but economics never. <laughs> always been the same for fucking since. For thousands of years, economics has always been the same. Um, I guess it's just how reality works. Um, but yeah, anyway, with that, I just want to... One last question. Um, Thurbleton, I didn't get to ask you. Would you be interested in an EA streaming service? <laughs> um, probably in the incarnation they presented as, no, I would not be. Uh, unless right. it was like really affordable or something. Like the, I can think of some instances in which I would want to use it, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot. Okay. Like, yeah, it's if I have a bunch of friends that want to play Bad Company 2 or something like that. If they have a free game on there or a free trial, I'd give it a shot. Oh, no, it'd have to be everything free while you're in the service. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like Stadia, I'm going to give it a shot because they're going to have free games initially. So I'll give that a shot. Again, like for me, it's more I'm just interested in the tech. Mm -hmm. Same. But I'm not going to pay for for a subscription. Yeah. I'm with that. Okay, wait. Mm -hmm. Is it just me? Or like, do people? Like, I don't give a shit about free games anymore because, like, I'm never gonna play it. Yeah, it's you know time. I mean? I'm time limited, like, not cash limited. <laughs> that's what I mean. You see, Epic putting all, out all these free games, uh-huh. and like, I cannot. I'm not downloading the Epic launcher exactly. I, to play a free game. That's because, I can like, barely play games I paid for. That's crazy. So I continue because I'm part of PlayStation now, and this to opt in for every free game they give out i have not downloaded any of them <laughs> i've not played any of them i have enormous libraries of games i've gotten for free and i just i just don't have time yeah every every month i log on to my ps4 and i i add those games to my library one of the best features they uh, added was the ability to just add it without downloading yep <laughs> uh, because i add them every month but uh-huh. i don't remember the last time i actually loaded one up or even downloaded one uh-huh because the barrier of entry thing, like getting a new game requires you to learn that new game, requires you to like, remember the story, get invested. Like there's, there's a barrier to entry over, over any game. A lot of times you'd rather just, I don't know, play more Borderlands or play more League of Legends or whatever the fuck it is, your your crack game of choice. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, bouncing back to some TGS news for a hot second here. Uh, I just want to say that if you haven't watched the Yakuza 7 trailer and coverage, you should go watch it because that game looks fucking sick. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have to say. Does anyone else anything else to say for Yakuza 7? I still need to watch the trailer, honestly. Well, the, the, the breakdown is, so it's no longer Cosmo's story. There's a new guy and he's a Japanese dude with an afro. Um, yeah, like I was, I've, I've heard basically like he had he has like stylish fucking hair and uh, it's a turn based RPG now. A hundred percent. That's the big thing. Yeah. So they changed it from a um, action game to a turn based RPG, but it's like this weird middle step. It's kind of like Final Fantasy Fifteen, where everyone's kind of moving around and doing stuff, but between actions they pause. So it's like a mid step between Final Fantasy Fifteen and old school systems. So um, it's more like the active combat version of Dragon Quest Eleven. I've not played Dragon Quest Eleven. Where like everyone runs around, but like none of that actually matters because you oh, still yeah. have to put in your yeah, commands. It's st- yeah, and it's still turn based. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it's like that, and but it looks good, and it, it matters for spacing, I guess. I don't know if you can just move around freely. Anyway, either way, it looks awesome. Um, it's keeping that Yakuza style. I, I'm talking about games I haven't gotten around to playing. I own Judgment and haven't played it yet. I need to play that game. Um, but anyway, that team <laughs> keeps to be keeps doing good work. Uh, and with that. Uh, Duran, can you tell me um, how much you'd have to be paid to stream yourself 
playing Nintendo's new fitness thing on Twitch? Uh, not gonna happen because they're charging eighty dollars for it. <laughs> what if someone paid you eighty dollars? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tell I'm me good. about this fitness ring. <laughs> I honestly, I, I personally don't know a whole lot about it. I, okay. I just, it, it sounds real dumb. It's it's essentially just a well. Okay, I haven't read deeply into it because I don't care. Um, but there's there's two upshots, right? For, for the first upshot is that is essentially like the the Wii Motion wheel, um, but instead of being inside the middle of a wheel, it's on the out. You're you're putting your Joy Cons into the outside ring, so it's just a big circle. But the ring's flexible. So is it like is it a resistance band? I I mean it's yeah. I mean, resistance band, you're supposed to essentially put it between yourself, between it, and then stretch it, right? This seems right. more like it's um just providing a pliable... Like, it does provide resistance if you put it between your legs, and that sounds like nonsense, but they do it in the video. Um, so, you can put it between your legs, and it does give you some level of resistance there, but I think it's mostly to make sure that the Joy-Cons move in a predictable way, therefore you can track it in a video game. So it's not even actually an exercise tool at all. Oh, I don't think so. I, I it might, it might, but I didn't see anyone using like a proper resistance band. Um, Why are they charging eighty dollars for this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What I will say is that the second upshot is that I bet you um, there'll be a bunch of cam girls on Twitch doing it. Yeah, yeah, people will make yeah. a lot of money off this game, and good for them. There I guess. Be. I guess. Um, also, Twitch is a trash fire now. Moving on. Um, okay, so we've Twitch got... has been a trash fire for a very long time. <laughs> it's true. So we've got all right. Yakuza 7, Yakuza Seven is sick. Final Fantasy Seven is cool and or too much, depending on your perspective. Nintendo's fitness ring is ridiculous. Double, did you see it before I move on? You know what we we're talking about. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I'll, I'll, how about you, you, um, I'm going to launch into a hot second here about EA, PS4 State of Play. In the meantime, can you bring up the trailer and just watch it? It's called the Nintendo Fitness Tracker, I think? Nintendo Fitness... Nintendo... Just, you can probably look up just like Nintendo Fitness Ring and it'll, it'll pull up. Yes, okay. it's the Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> yeah, that's the game. Just, just, okay. Just watch that while I talk about... <laughs> Let's talk about state of play. I just want to say that um, a piece of cool news is that Sony announced that uh, Last of Us Part Two is going to be at state of play this year. Why that's news is not necessarily that the game will be shown because that's obvious. It's more along the lines of I didn't think they were going to do a state of play this year. Um, so that is cool. I'm happy that's coming back because they people Wait, don't realize this year. state yeah. of play is not a yearly thing. Uh, isn't it? It's their version of direct. Oh. I thought it was going to be, oh, I'm thinking of the PlayStation Experience or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Or like uh, Day of Play, I think is maybe what you're thinking of or something. Right, right, right. The one in, they do in December yeah. with, oh, sorry, like they, late year with like all the cool stuff and a bunch of trailers yeah. and stuff. That's, oh, okay. I'm mistaken. So State of Play is that thing they're doing, which is just Nintendo's yeah, Direct. Yeah, this, this is their Sony Direct. Oh. Now I'm way less excited. <laughs> <laughs> moving right along. Yeah, moving right along. That's pretty much it. Thurbleton, what do you think about <laughs> Nintendo fit. I'm very confused. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the correct answer. <laughs> it's it. It's like I. This can't. This has to be like a a, a joke, right? This can't be real. This has so to be. A bit. I haven't actually watched the trailer yet. 
but <laughs> from what I've heard, that like your your reaction that you just gave is literally been everybody's reaction is this has to be a gag, this has to be a joke, this can't really be Nintendo. Okay, I just got to the part where they are interacting with the wheel or with a mm-hmm. the ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I, all just the setup. And apparently they do have like a, a there is a resistance to that ring and there's a second band that like straps around your leg or something and uh just, yeah yeah i know that's the part where I, like that and like the set and the uh enthusiasm was uh, i'm happy they they were able to pay people to look that enthusiastic about this nonsense i mean I, good for, good for you nintendo you made another stupid yeah. ad um <laughs> that ad's probably better than the okay. actual thing um so, uh, Thorbleton, are you, are you, are you, how much would you be asking for to play Nintendo Fit Adventure, Ring Fit Adventure on Twitch? No. Okay. No, nothing. These people have to be robots. You would have to pay. The guy in the blue shirt has to be a robot. <laughs> he is not moving or talking like a real human being at all. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to see Giant Bomb's quick look of this. There has, there has to be one. There has to be one. I just wonder which office it's going to be. Um, that's good. That's fun. Uh, and it's got to that, be Jeff. Does it they work don't have room. switch light? They don't have room in the New York office. It's true. They don't, which kind of would make it funnier, but I guess they couldn't just couldn't do it. Um, Is it compatible with the switch light? I then bet I might yes. Get it. Oh, oh, wait. Is it compatible? Oh, no, it's just using Joy-Con. So, yeah, I bet it is. It's just motion control coming back, rearing its ugly head again. Um, God. Anyway, with that, that's pretty much it. Uh, Duran has a, well, someone put a note here for Deadly Permission 2. We did talk about that during our last uh, recording. Thurbleton, do you get a chance to put it did up we? or not? Okay. No, that was me. I, I wasn't sure if we had talked about that, that or not. Oh, no, I don't think we have, but Thurbleton, I'm not sure if we posted uh, We We did talk about that. Uh, no, I have not okay. posted that. Well, we, we'll do, we may as well do it here then. What, fuck it, whatever. Duran, what do you think about yeah. the Jelly Permission 2? I, I can't fucking wait. Um, <laughs> it's made me want to go back and play that first one again, oh which I, I'm I'm hesitating doing. I know that, I know they made it available on Switch, uh-huh. uh, but that game's real fucking bad. I mean, is it? <laughs> it's real fucking bad. <laughs> I mean, I... Uh, if, if, if just <laughs> so go on, on Giant Bomb and just watch their. Uh, yeah. Um, I like the post the best show of that just yep. came out. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't uh, see the where, best where of. he like he like like shows their reactions and then like cuts back to the original. Uh, <laughs> uh, Perfect endurance run. Yep. <laughs> uh, which maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I won't fucking force myself to play that god-awful game instead i'll just go back and watch the endurance run i've never played the game i own the game i own i've only i've played it. a few hours of it nice i i mean um, it plays like trash as far as i can tell oh uh, fucking absolutely <laughs> god that car in that game controls like no other car in i'm India. shocked like, how well Vinny did with the car <laughs> when he played the endurance run um, Big Rigs is probably the only game that comes to mind that controls <laughs> a car or a vehicle worse than the Deadly Termination. Uh, I bet Borderlands 3 would give it. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I'm. We didn't talk about what well, we did talk about last time, but I do want to say that the, the, the reaction of Giant Bomb was, was made it great. 
Um, but even mm-hmm. without that, like when I did the direct, I didn't see it coming. It was in the middle of the show. I don't think they knew how big a deal it would be. <laughs> right. No, that was insane. And it, it was, oh, it was, it was like a rope dope because it starts off with the music, and you're like, this, "Wait a second. And well, it, like, it shows like the like the image or whatever at first of of York, and it's like, "Oh my god, they're fucking bringing everything to the switch." <laughs> Like you can see, like Jeff, like as soon as, as, soon as they showed like that face, or whatever Jeff, Jeff was just like, "Oh, of course." <laughs> like why not? And then why, they why fucking not? show the two. <laughs> There's just like a stunned. It's like you can see the look on his face, just getting like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and I was similar. I was like, well, more like I was happy. Um, I, I don't, I know they probably won't do this, but I would pay good money to see a deadly premonition two endurance run with Vinny and Jeff. Like I would pay good fucking money. Um. But even then, like this, Swery sixty five is back, which is the best news of it all. Um, so therefore, it'll be excellent. <laughs> it'll be excellent. it'll be something. <laughs> it'll be as good or better than the previous game. Duran, are you buying Deadly Premonition two? I will. Fuck it, why not? Uh, pro- probably, honestly, probably. And and that was a noob. If you if, do, you have any thoughts before we move on? I don't want to subject myself to that kind of violence upon my like sanity. Why? Like, what are you I don't talking know about? What I would, I could, I could watch someone else play. I okay. don't know why I would, why I would partake in. Like, you know, like you see those videos of people like eating a cactus. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do that. <laughs> but you'll happily watch Deadly Premonition too, and that is probably the best thing that Sparrow could give to this world. More, de- more Deadly Premonition. It's it's sad to say it, but I I just like, and it's a prequel, so we get to see both Francis and York. Spoilers, and with that, uh, we're going to move on now uh, to what we've been playing. Before that, we're just going to take a short break here, just make sure everything's cool, everyone gets a drink, etc. So we'll see you after this. And we're back after our short break there. Everyone's rearing and ready to go. Nubarama is collecting money from poor people. It's a good week in the Scotchcast. It's good to be back. It's good to be back, everybody. <laughs> How you guys going? You know, the homeless beg for people with money to give them money, and I beg the homeless to give me money. <laughs> it's a fair system. <laughs> the Canadian Tax Department. Hey, that's that's for you, folks. <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna get into what we've been playing. Um, Thurbton has the shortest list. Thurbton, do you want to go first or last? Uh, I'll I'll jump into mine first, I guess. All right, cool. Go for it. Yeah. So, um, one of the so I, as one of the reasons we're able to do this podcast again, or that I'm available for the podcast, is because I have a job where I work weekday mornings. It's also one where I can listen i can have like one earbud in kind of thing and listen to, to music mm-hmm. or audiobooks which is what mm-hmm. i've been doing uh listen if you enjoy it if you want to try it out listen to podcasts audio whatever thing you want mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say what i use necessarily but uh where we just decided to call an audible and have me go first so 
yeah, uh, I've been listening to uh, yeah, a couple of different uh, things, but the one I recently finished and really enjoyed was uh, Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman, which one of the people in history that like you know, that, that question of like if you could go back in time and or if you could have anybody in history and have dinner with them kind mm-hmm. of thing, who would it be? Mm-hmm. Mine is like the top near the top of the list is Richard Feynman, noted fit. Uh, he was part of the uh, Manhattan Project that developed the bomb for World War II. Mm. Uh, he was one of the scientists that uh, came to the solution for the Challenger disaster that was like, oh, it was these O-rings that were tested for everything but cold. <laughs> uh, those were the things I knew. And I knew a, little, a couple of other like little things about him, but I, I thought I knew like a, the bulk of his history, and I was wrong. Uh he it's it's a very good story it is kind of an autobiography it was written by him but yeah uh, i'd say it it, it's it was worth the read i feel uh as it was a good time wait so what's the premise of the book is it like supposed to be autobiography yeah it just goes through the life and times of of nice um richard Feynman. like there there were so surely you're joking mr Feynman is a reference to I think it's like when he was younger, people would just ask him riddles and such. And he, he would, he knew enough or he, he was able to remember all the riddles that like it got to the point where by the time he got to high school or, or some such people like uh, he, he could just answer any riddle before they could start, like get to the finish, get to the finish of like God explaining damn. what the riddle was. That's cool. It was like a mother and a woman stay at a hotel and he just says like, "Oh, bubonic plague," and like, "What?" Because <laughs> <laughs> the premise of the riddle is that like the the they they stay a night, and then the when the mother when they wake up, the the daughter's gone, and like the hotel doesn't like say anything about like there's nothing in the registry. No one's like everyone says like, "Oh, we haven't even seen like a, a person here," and it's because the daughter. This is like modern day. The daughter got the bubonic plague, and. Uh was taken to a hospital uh, name was stricken from the record book because the people at the hotel didn't want that on the record and told all the staff to just say that this person does like don't like this doesn't they don't exist sweep them under the rug wow so, and so he just knew so many riddles that he just yeah he in. knew so many riddle, riddles that like you could just start saying it and he would say what it was because the Feynman like I know Feynman like, from the Feynman technique of learning which is fantastic and everyone should yes just youtube Feynman technique of learning um i just he's just a really one of those fucking insanely smart dudes that are just fascinating because of the amount of stuff they did it's crazy. but it's it's also like he he goes into how he learned how he was in brazil and during a carnival was part of a band uh that was like in the parade playing like he he, he did that uh he was <laughs> uh he, there, there's a lot of chapters about him like how, how to pick up women at bars nice <laughs> Fuck yeah. what a g <laughs> richard Feynman, and it's yeah. yeah it's it's a really good book cool it's good nice uh, um so yeah that, that's that's fair i love freaking book recommendations um anything else before we move on to uh in case the other um episode never makes a lot of day because i have no time and i'm consuming my life with wow but we'll mm-hmm. get to that with Duran. Oh, uh 
Okay. I'd start a video game book club and just like with some local friends. Uh, and that's just a suggestion for like any, any listeners like do that with, with some local friends, like pick a game a month that mm. everyone can play. And like this, this month we're doing Celeste. I have like two weeks to finish beating that. And I'm stuck in the mirror <laughs> world level. It's weird. Nice. I've heard that game's very good. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Jumping's good. Nubarama, um, I saw you previously write Mountain Blade, and then you deleted that and replaced it with uh, a new Steam library. What's the story? Oh, I think I was like, oh, I thought I was writing the news section for myself. That the new Mountain <laughs> Blade was announced. But I realized this is a section about what we've, what been, we've doing? been doing. But I'm super hyped for the new Mountain Blade. I need to back up a sec. Like, I knew about the new Mountain Blade announced, like, a while ago. Is there a new new Mountain Blade? No, they, like, they, have, a re- they have a release date now. Oh, they know? Oh. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, of March 2020. They finally yes. have a release date now. Yeah, oh, well, it will be releasing into early access. That's what it will uh, okay. be releasing into. They so. also announced something else for you recently, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was um, Total War, Troy Total War. Yes, Troy Total War, yes. which is going to be like a Total War saga, mm. like um, Britannia Total War, which was not good. <laughs> so hopefully this is better. <laughs> the issue with Total War games is um, a lot of the enjoyment comes from like a diverse set, you know, using cavalry, etc. Mm. But when you go to a time period, Britannia was the same where it's just infantry hitting each other. Yeah, There's not much strategy, but right. apparently they are going to be overhauling some of the gameplay so they'll have different kinds of infantry, some which are good at flanking, some which are good at defending, etc. Mm, mm. So that, that's looking a little fresher, but that's still ways away. I think it's that's fall of 2020. Cool. Um, I have been playing Warhammer 2 Total War, which is like their fantasy. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know anything about, you know, Games Workshop. I play You, say, you didn't strike me as a Warhammer 40K. guy. I, but it's just like, I like it despite not knowing on the lore because it's so different from the historical games in the nice. sense that you have cool fantasy units. You got, I don't know, scantily clad elven ladies. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> dark elven ladies, not uh-huh. just regular elven ladies. So that's racist <laughs> if I don't mention that, I guess. Um, but it's very good. I find that like I literally play two of the, the two same games. So like Hearts of Iron and then Arma. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then once in a while, I'll swap it, swap like an additional like old game that is not new. I see. I have also seen that same uh, pattern with the games that you play. <laughs> I just find that like I will buy new games. I totally um, will, and then I just don't touch them because I have no interest in playing. Yeah, is that, <laughs> it's that we mentioned before, like that weird like um kind of barrier to entry of learning a new game and all that kind of stuff when you could just play something else. You like. Know. There was that game that's supposed to be like a Dark Souls like. Oh, what is it called? Oh, it was um I think I know what you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking it's about. It's like fantasy or Remnant from the Ashes. Mm. That's yeah. it. Souls like. Yeah. I played thirty seconds of the of the tutorial and then I refunded it because I'm like, I don't wanna play this. <laughs> so I'm on a journey to find a new game I wanna play. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's going to be Mountain Blade and then Cyberpunk. But until then, I will keep trying. Oh, Cyberpunk is Oh, soon. yes. New Steam library. It's pretty, but it runs like shit. Like, now there's, like, Chrome and Steam, 
which are individually taking up like 12 gigs of RAM each. <laughs> Wait, what, what new Steam ridiculous. library? I haven't noticed this. So st- there's a Steam library beta that they've oh, announced okay. that kind oh, of reworks okay. the, the, how the Steam library works. Mm-hmm. And it does look more modern, I, but it, it's, beca- it's very much um, looks over function. It's it looks really yeah. nice. The the vertical portraits look nice, but they use like twelve instances of like the Steam Web Helper, which is just as heavy as oh, Chrome, man. and like it is actually on one full gig, like it is with Chrome for me now. Oh, is, it just kind of looks. I mean, weird. I have enough RAM to spare, but a fucking a, a desktop application should not be running poorly on my no. computer. Right. I don't understand. Yeah. It is a beta. It is a beta. I think I think there are people who are really really upset about this beta but i mean it's just a beta it's it looks probably like gonna run better Netflix. when it comes out but just like it does of... it it has a nice visual look and i think steam keeps adding new features here and there on like every other year or so but their ui has stayed the same since their big update from that you know poo green that was original to steam mm. and i think this is gonna be i think one of many upgrades that i assume they'll keep pushing through their application but if they run like shit guess what i will be using the new gog 2.0 thing because oh dude i'm so excited so for that poorly. i'm so excited for that. But here's the thing like apparently it's not that great according to the people in the beta i, I bet you it it just wouldn't be because i don't know like gog the actual base app doesn't work that well either. no um but considering how little i use steam i think it's fine it's if you're if you're a power user, like if you're just always on Steam, I mean, yeah, that's bad. Um, but yeah, my takeaway is um, PC gaming is dead. There you go. <laughs> We're in. You know what? Life is a series of cycles. This is as as the old age of thirty one. <laughs> I say, I say, being the second youngest person here, um, you realize that it's all just fucking cycles. For a while there, PC gaming was shit, and then it got good, and then console gaming got shit. Now, console gaming is getting better. PC gaming is getting PC shit. PC gaming is definitely becoming shit. I cannot. Yeah. If there's going to be a subscription service for every shitty fucking publisher, I am just done. <laughs> yeah, like, during, well, I mean, to be fair, during, during, I feel like. Services for publishers are not required. I feel like 2004 was really a year in which PC gaming was really good. Uh, I don't know why exactly 2004 just comes it up. Was, it was. I, I didn't come around to it until 2004. Mm. But okay, yeah, yeah. Battle, well, Battlefield 2 came out in 2004, I think. Mm-hmm. What else came out in 2000? Skyrim, I think, might have come out in 2004. I think uh, you're, thinking of Elder, you're thinking of Elder Scrolls 6. Elder Scrolls 6, sorry, yeah. Mm. But anything else came out in yeah. 2004, Darren? Oh, I think the first expansion for Final Fantasy 11 might have come out in 2004. Yeah, a quality year for PC gaming. Was it? Oh, I think you're you're talking about StarCraft Ghost, aren't you? That Blizzard game came out. That was supposed to come out in 2004, but when when were segways a thing? Actually, I need to look this up. When did they become a thing? Uh, Like 2009, I think. And then people decided that they were real shitty, and only uh, the worst people rode them. Holy shit! And then e-scooters became a thing. Halo Two came out. I think Thurbleton is trying to segue to World of Tanks. Yes. Thurlton, can you complete your segue, please? <laughs> no. <laughs> Darren, what have you been playing? Um, well, we talked earlier about uh, 
the uh, Xbox Game Pass. So I'll talk about the one uh, the the one game I've played from that sure. so far. Okay, sure. And just completely ignore <laughs> Thurm's segue. What game oh, you played? The show. Uh-huh. Uh, I played the Blair Witch game. Oh, how was that? I heard it was not good, but it was good. actually pretty decent. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of people's problems with it were due to bugs. Mm. Um, so it's made by the people who made Observer. Is that the one where um, you're playing cameras and you're going? No, around? Observer is the one that had uh, uh, what is his name? The guy that just recently died. Um, what? Jeff Epstein? No, it did not have Jeff Epstein in it. God damn it! I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh fuck! Uh, Rucker Howard. Was in, in Rucker Howard's dead? Yeah, he, yeah, died, he died like, like, like a month ago. ago. That? Oh shit! I did not know this. All right, keep going. <laughs> like tears and rain. Um, oh, you know, no. So Blair Witch has had an interesting cycle. Like the first movie was like amazing and like revolutionary for found film mm-hmm. movies. It, like started that whole genre. Um, and then they made that second movie, and it kind of nearly killed Blair Witch as a concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've continued to make things here and there since then. Mostly they did bad. They had a reboot two years ago. Last yeah. year, two years ago. So the second Blair Witch was garbage. Because we, we had a night where we watched all three Blair Witch movies. And we watched, okay. the second one was terrible. The first one was okay. The third one... The first one was really good for its time. Um, it maybe hasn't aged well for a found film. Yeah. And... I mean, it's. So I haven't watched the third one. Was the third one good? I'm thinking of the. Okay, is the second one or the third one the one with a group of teens who have like a um. The second. A, a quadricopter. Oh wait, that might be the third thing because the second, the second was long before that stuff existed. Okay, yeah, because yeah, the it, second one was like not a found film. It was just a normal ass movie. Oh yeah, no, that was that was bad. The um one where the, there's a group of teens and one has like a, a drone. Um, okay. That one isn't good. It's let's be clear, it's not a good movie, but. Uh, it has like a, one or two excellent scenes in it, which are like w- me and my friend are like, oh, that was those movie was worth it for those two good scenes. Um, so how many how many people staring at walls did it have? I think like two. <laughs> I okay. think that happens at the end of the movie. I'm not okay, well, this game that. has a lot more staring at walls. I see uh, than, <laughs> than that movie. Um, so like it almost it's a, it basically puts in like these pictures as like collectibles, mm-hmm. almost as, as like a reminder, like don't forget this is Blair Witch, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of what it's doing is like kind of on the like fringes of Blair Witch. Like it it takes place in that town in the forest. Okay. Um, you're playing a guy who I don't want to spoil the game necessarily, but like has a a questionable past regarding this like missing kid and so like you've volunteered to go out and help try to find the kid some people maybe don't think that's a great idea for whatever reason um and you have your dog companion with you and he kind of helps you find clues and and all kinds of stuff and as you go through the game things start to unravel and, and such um but it wasn't like a, an amazing game mm. um it's one of those it's one of those horror games where, like, there's no real conflict. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no fighting. Um, but also, there's not really running. Okay. It's not like a monster you're running away from. So what do you do? Um, it's more It's more like a game built on tension. Okay. 
Um, just kind of like you always feel like they're like whatever is out to get you is just like right outside your flashlight. Mm. Um, and in that regard, it does a fairly decent job. Uh, it tries to it, it tries to delve into some uh, some subject matters that maybe it, it doesn't earn like PTSD. Oh, um, right, that's such. what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that don't go like aren't aren't great, mm-hmm. but. Here's my question it... for you, Thurb. Or not Thurb, Durin. Uh-huh. How long have you been waiting for an exciting Blair Witch video game? You know, in all honesty, it was a game I didn't know I wanted, I guess. But it's like, how many people care about Blair Witch in 2019? It's, yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Like, it's a weird time for them to decide to release a Blair Witch game. Like, but, honestly, no like, it's, but honestly, like, it's... But honestly, like, it's kind of... I had a pretty decent time with it. Um, it was short enough. I played the whole thing in one sitting, so like maybe five hours. I think I put into it probably. Is it guess. one of those games that they had a good idea for how they wanted a horror game to play out, and they just needed a recognizable brand name, and they just stuck Blair Witch? Um, or did they like? Do you think they went out? They like they set out like no, let's they... make a Blair Witch video game. I think they I think they set out let's make a Blair Witch video game. I think what it was they had a pretty decent concept. They had, they had a lot of, of good ideas, I think. Um but it's just a game that was executed with maybe a budget smaller than it needed and a team less experienced than a team whose experience didn't match their ambition. Hmm. Um the 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 one thing I will like semi spoil about the game is it's one of the things I found really cool uh kind of reflecting back on it after I beat the game was uh there there was an instance where you came across a thing and and if you looked at whatever the thing was they didn't tell you kind of what it was really but if you looked at it you, you kind of got the idea like it would it would kill you so you needed to turn around and look away and so what i found myself doing was staring at the corner of a room okay Right. And it, it it forces you to to be like to be that that thing that Blair Witch is known yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. In the moment. That, that, and, but like not in like a super forced way. Right. That 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 is cool though. I don't know if that fits the fiction where it's like they order you to look in the corner of the room and you do it. Right. It did though. Like there was a okay. voice talking to you. Oh, okay. Like, there was a voice in your head talking to you. Okay. Um. But it it does some it does some neat psychological things. Um. It overall like. And that's the thing I like. A lot of people who have been like really harsh on it mm. um, seem to, seem to be forgetting, which I can understand, being that is it's a Game Pass game, so a lot of people playing it didn't pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it's only a thirty dollars game? Okay, all right. So like with that in mind, that price tag in mind, the, and the expectation that comes along with that, it actually it's a pretty decent it's a pretty decent game. Nice. And honestly, like if you have Game Pass or you're at all interested in this, five dollars is definitely not a bad price tag for this. Cool. It Good. should have been a f- FMV game and ni- released in 1999. Is what a Blair Witch <laughs> game should have been. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if it could have held up to the X Files. I... Anyway, moving on, Durin. <laughs> we spent probably too long <laughs> in the X Files game. Did you like it overall? Yeah, recommend? I thought it was actually a pretty, pretty, pretty good game. I, I would recommend if you have Game Pass. Uh, if you don't have Game Pass, um, thirty dollars is not a bad price for it. Mm-hmm. But if you're iffy about it because the ratings on it are generally not very high, definitely pick it up on a sale. Um, they'll probably go on sale around Halloween, I would, I would imagine, since it wasn't wildly popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a pretty good Halloween game, I think. Nice. Cool. 
That's right. Next up. What did you? Uh, I, I played I this, this talk... other game. Too much about. Okay, yeah. Let's look at your list. Called, we... called uh, World of Warcraft okay. Classic. Uh, okay. Maybe we can uh, sounds stupid. We'll, we'll, we'll get this out of the way quickly. Uh, <laughs> Thurb and I have been playing this game. Thurb actually much more so than I have. Uh-huh. Uh, turns out uh, WoW was always good. Blizzard just <laughs> fucked it up. That's not why I heard before the podcast. No, no, no. What I mean is, like, WoW was like was always good, but okay. like as time has gone on, Blizzard has fucked it up more and more. Really? Okay. Um, and Ooh. then they released this, and WoW was better again, as long as you don't pay attention to what the live servers are doing. Okay. All right. Because my fr- it's it, it's it's I cannot wait for BlizzCon this year because <laughs> uh, a couple <laughs> years ago, um, the guy who is now the president of Blizzard mm-hmm. uh, was on stage saying, "You think you want it, but you don't." Yeah, and, and now he like... has to fucking eat his words because <laughs> because all people want because here's here's the deal right like I um my perspective on WoW Classic is that a, a couple of days before WoW Classic came out, um I at the time was totally unaware of this. Uh, I'd heard it was a thing and I didn't care. Um, I got a friend calling me from another part of defense because I work in defense. Um, he works in another state to me. But we worked together a couple times. We played a couple games together. And he's like, dude, are you playing? No, sorry. Like, He's like, two days left. I'm like, what? He's like, two days left, man. I'm like, what What are you talking about? He's like, what What do you mean? What am I talking about? I'm like, I, I legitimately have no idea. And he's just like, what? oh, oh, wait, are you playing WoW? I'm like, no, no. He's like, what? It's, it's, <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking, like, honestly, it was legitimately the weirdest fucking thing. Because with the imminent release of WoW Classic, mm-hmm. uh, Thurb included, I had, I shit you not, at least four or five different people reach out to me uh-huh. and, and ask, like, hey, are you coming back? Are you playing? We're playing on this server. I had Thurb reach out to me. Um, I had uh, the guild leader of um, the guild I was in before I left to go form my own um, reach out to me. And then uh-huh. I also had... An ex-coworker who whose guild was the first guild I joined when I first started playing WoW oh and God. played with them through uh, through Molten Core before transferring servers off to join the other guy's guild <laughs> who also contacted me. I think the only thing I can um, point to that's similar was Pokemon Go. Like it's in terms of yeah, just yeah, how many people came weird. back for this. Yeah, it's huge. Um, not only that, so I, just to finish off that story, so I said no because I'm not interested in WoW, but um, he went off to play it and his reactions to it were A, the servers on day one were broken, but B, it, it was like this revelatory, like, I love this. I love being back. I love that it's normal. Like, this is WoW. And I, I it's like nostalgia mixed with playing a good game with old friends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like it's 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 become it's become the it's... chat server that WoW used to be. <laughs> yep. Well, and I, and I say that only half joking because like yeah. like I I I at this no, point no. in my life, I, most even most social multiplayer games, I play solo and I mm. play quietly by myself and just ignore everything else around me. I just play the game. Mm. But like, wow, because you're going back and you're kind of all old friends you haven't seen in you know 10 plus years in some cases right um it's a lot of like catching up it's a lot of like 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 
chat is active again, guild chat is active again, people are actually talking and connecting in the way that like they haven't in a long time in that game. Like on Definitely. live servers, guilds don't talk. I mean, and yeah, because like it's it's become just a thing. It's like oh, not quite a job, but I don't know. People who are like long time of any game just get to the point where it's just a thing they do. It's not like the thing they come there for and and are excited about all the time. This is like new content, and then they come back for that short. But this is more like an event that everyone seems to be attending. It's like close to, close to like a Stormy Area Fifty One or a Burning Man, but you know, video game terms. Right. Uh, um, yeah. I don't want to say like that this is a, a huge success because like it's Duran is, is correct like the servers are mm. very popular and it's still staying popular but like the big thing is going to be when like uh, one month hits and mm. the three month resub hits yeah yeah uh, like, they, like they are anticipating an eighty percent drop off at three oh months. yeah definitely I I mean that's also fair like they got this Harvard is just the um, novelty of being back in original WoW. Uh, a lot yeah. of people who played original WoW, especially like back when they were teenagers or whatever, just don't have the time for WoW anymore. That's fair. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, hell, like I, I, I'm playing it and I'm enjoying it, but also like my highest level character is 17. <laughs> Which, because I just don't have the time to commit to it. I know, but like, also I'm remembering like that sounds ridiculous, but you have to remember that this is vanilla, which means that didn't have all the XP like Oh yeah, no, like everything's super slow and yeah. yeah. No, and that's the other thing too, is like I also tried to keep my my experience as pure as possible for nice. a while, but I did eventually go ahead and download a quest helping mod because okay. it's fucking twenty nineteen and I don't have the time <laughs> to decipher where things are. I need stuff on my map to kind of move things forward a little bit. Right. It's okay. already difficult enough just with the actual difficulty of the game. Like you die a l- way fucking more often than you ever do in uh, live WoW or right. even just modern MMOs. So, so like with that, what? So, what? What do you guys think? Do you think this is? Do you think that this is a flash in the pan, or do you think that this is like a a teaching moment, a teachable moment for Blizzard? Uh, I hope it's a teachable moment for Blizzard, if only because they haven't like made a new game. And well, I mean, there's Hearthstone, but yeah, I haven't made a new game that like is is a fun exploration or like a deep story kind of thing. Like it, mm. it was a long time ago, but like the last time they made an RTS. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dur, do, do you, um, a, first of all, do, I didn't get your full impression. Do, do you like this? How do you, how do you feel? Are you staying? Like what, what's, what's the deal here? I, I'm, I'm definitely playing it very, very casually. Like, still playing a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I said, I'm only like level 17 on my highest character at this point, mm. but I'm, I'm playing it to enjoy it. So I'm like, I'm not trying to rush through the levels. Mm. Um, it's, it's more so just trying to get a couple of, uh, important abilities on my druid so that I can actually travel at a reasonable pace. Nice. Um, but otherwise, yeah, no, I'm 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 just enjoying my kind of slow walk through the game and just kind of, sort of uh, like playing this in, it, it, treating it more like a, like a stroll through a museum, right? Yeah, yeah. Where, where I'm just kind of playing through it and just kind of taking in everything around me as I'm, I'm you know I'm leveling my crafting stuff as I'm going along, even though that's the slowest way to, to possibly level your game or you know play <laughs> play through the game. It's um, uh, Dur- Durin. 
there was a point yes uh, earlier in the week, I think it was yesterday, but uh, I was in Thousand Needles and I just like sat down and watched the sunset. Because like, you know what? I just I'm gonna eat some food like in real life, and I'm just gonna like just watch this, just gonna just enjoy the moment. That's cool. It's, it's definitely become my like thing I play while I just run YouTube videos. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. Like, I I think that's a good thing for WoW. Like, it's yeah. The, my my only real concern with it is how they handle patching and moving mm. forward. Uh, there's already talks of like, well, are they gonna do Crusade? Um, expansion or servers and how are they going to handle that and I think the, the right way to handle that I feel like is the way they're not going to which is I think that they need to be separate servers I think there needs to always be vanilla servers and they mm. can have eventually have you know the vanilla servers the burning crusade servers the wrath of Lich King servers and so on mm. um, because the problem I, I see is if you take the vanilla servers and turn them into burning crusade servers and just keep following that progression problem you originally had which is there's always people who still want that vanilla experience right yeah it's, someone actually had a really good idea of like they, they have plans to like at, at an accelerated rate release the content that normally happened in in vanilla uh wow of just like okay eventually these battlegrounds come out and this this pvp uh but uh, like when they finish that loop and get to burning crusade then just reset and everyone has new characters and it's the beginning of the game again that might be a harder sell. I mean, yeah, but it's that's that's something that I I was more keen to rather than. See, so yeah, I I don't like if they, if they went that route. There's a good chance that when that reset happens, I'm done with that game. Mm. Yeah, because I don't want to start over again. I mean, like I, I think the the idea from Blizzard's perspective, and I do want to move on in a hot second here, but that there's yeah. Um, I think the idea from Blizzard's perspective is as long as these servers are making more money than they cost. They should have all the servers. Yeah, they they should yeah. just because for the people who want to reset with Burning Crusade, when they introduce the Burning Crusade servers, those people can just move over and then reset, right? But the people who right. want that that vanilla will stay in the vanilla. Yeah, server. they 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 have the same technology for character copies, so they can easily just copy their vanilla character to that server. Yeah, and you know start start fresh from there or whatever. Like that's that's definitely a doable thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of like how many how many different sets of game servers does Blizzard really want yeah. to maintain? And, and and the obvious argument there is uh, they just don't want the game to be a ghost town on every server, right? That's Right. Um, so that would be a balancing point. But at this point, Blizzard knows enough about balancing servers to figure out that problem. That's You would think, uh, but then we played <laughs> WoW Classic at launch. <laughs> That's the case where I don't think they realized how popular it's going to be. Like, no, they absolutely did not. Absolutely, yeah. they did not. Yeah. And the players didn't either, because the players' uh, complaints, like one of the biggest complaints going into WoW Classic, and I know we're going to move on here, mm-hmm. uh, uh, going into WoW Classic was the layering. People didn't want layering, um, which is a kind of a form of, uh, sort of a form of phasing, where like there's multiple instances of the same zones mm. just to kind of help deal with population, because like server populations in Vanilla WoW uh, server capacities were not what they are now um, so their way of trying to help, help deal with the server load without having a whole bunch of servers was to do the server layering which was not a vanilla technology so people didn't like the idea of it and Blizzard went ahead with it anyway mm-hmm. and still you had 15,000 people uh, queues on day Fuck. one on some of the more popular servers Holy cow! I remember the uh, server in one of my guilds started on um, day one, I logged on after I got home from work, and there were twelve thousand people ahead of me. Jeez. It took me four and a half hours to get in. 
Holy shit. Okay, I didn't have numbers when people described to me the late times. <laughs> that's insane. And that's actually another thing that's interesting. They recently, and okay, we need to stop. I won't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, like, Wow Classics just, it's a fascinating thing. Yeah. Like, it really is. Yeah. Here's the short, I'll just, the short thing. Uh, they made it so that peop, uh, players can't see how popular some servers are and what the ratios are. Wow. Okay. Jeez. There, there was technology to like you can slash who and do a census, and there were app like things to figure that out. And they uh, recently banned those add-ons. Jeez, hmm. all right. And with that, Duran, so you got Blair Witch, you got WoW. Anything else from this best, this list you want to touch on before we'll we move on? Quickly go through a couple of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a game called Green Hell. It just hit 1.0 on uh, Steam. It's another one of those survival games, but the kind of uh, hook of this one is it does have a story mode, um, and this one, like, it takes place in the Amazon rainforest. Okay. Um, and it is also incredibly brutal. Um, the story mode, I when I stopped playing, I was uh, nearly dead, and that was right after the tutorial ended. <laughs> um, it, it, is, it is so fucking brutal. Jeez. Um, wow. Like, yeah, but, I'm like, good. This... If, like, if you, like, if you want a good... Uh, challenging survival game. It's a pretty decent one, and like twenty five bucks or something. It's pretty is cheap. It multiplayer or just single? Uh, no, th- this is a survival game, so it's just single player. Okay, cool. All right. Um, the yeah. thing I want to say about the Dragon Quest Eleven demo on Switch is like, I don't know, man. I played that game for like four and a half hours now, and it's still going. It's a it's a demo, but it's still going. Nice. <laughs> I don't I don't know how much longer it goes, but like it, and you know, but like it, it kind of works because like I've never been a fan of Dragon Quest, right? And like the amount of that that I've been able to play has given me an idea of how the game plays, mm-hmm. and it might actually be like I might I'm, I'm probably gonna pick it up. Okay, cool. I mean, I mean, I've always been curious about Dragon Quest. I don't find that art style interesting. Um, the art style is not my thing for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm so fucking tired of Toriyama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, the gameplay—they've made some changes to it that has made it more active and more fun than previous games. Hmm. And the story seems interesting. Cool. Uh, anything else? Uh, quick thing I wanted to just mention. Uh, I know I've talked a lot about Overwatch on here. I still continue to play a lot of it. <laughs> they implemented uh, their roll queue, um, which is basically that now in all competitive and quick play games. Um, you, they are locked to two tanks, two healers, two DPS. Wow! Um, so when you go to queue in, you choose your role, and that's what you what you queue in for. They have separate uh, MMR rankings for each one now. Wow! Is that that feels and like a big change? It is a massive change. Yeah. Uh, they actually had to do some re- rebalancing characters to kind of fit it, um, but it has probably saved the competitive aspect of that game. Interesting. Wait, what's what broke it? Like, what was their previous? Uh, the biggest thing was because before you it, there was no lock, so like you could have five tanks, you could have five healers, you could yeah. have five DPS, six mm-hmm. whatever. Um, there was a the meta had become uh, there was one uh, composition that like pretty That's much it. everybody ran, yeah. especially in the pro scene, mm-hmm. which was uh, three healers, three tanks. Uh, and yep. it was basically unstoppable. <laughs> um, and Blizzard <laughs> nerfed and nerfed and nerfed and nerfed heroes trying to not force the meta, mm-hmm. but trying to kind of Bounce slowly it nudge it into something else. Yeah. And nothing worked. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then even beyond even beyond that meta and pro scene and everything, like even at, at the level I play at, like it just isn't, isn't fun when mm. you know as a as a healer main, I go in and I I queue in as a healer, I I go in and I pick my healer or whatever, and then like everybody else picks DPS. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just not a fun game. So mm-hmm. like it has it has say in like every level of the game, it has made the game play. That's that's really cool. It makes people like essentially have a main in each segment, which is interesting. Yeah, and, and and like you don't have to worry about now. Like if you queue into a game, um, especially looking at it on on the competitive side, if you queue into competitive on like DPS and you are a healer main, you're not gonna get thrown in at your healer ranking mm. Mm. on DPS. You're gonna have a separate ranking for that yeah. DPS. That's good. That's that's a good good too because that makes sense. Yeah, um, it took them way too long to do that. I mean, I is Overwatch still really popular or not? I can't. I don't have a good read on that. Yes, that it is still incredibly popular. It actually just recently got announced for Switch. Oh, cool. Um, so, oh, yeah, that, that huge Nintendo Direct, which we which you talked about in the Lost show. That's fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, very, very quickly, I did play a little bit of the Modern Warfare demo. I'm still fucking dog shit at Call of Duty. That is uh, one I'm one of the most curious about in your thing. How, what do you think about Modern Warfare? Um, is is I this need to just play a bit re- more of it? I, I uh, it's a reimagining of Modern okay. Warfare. Cool. Um, I I need to play more of it. I've only mm-hmm. played a few matches of it, so um, enough to realize that like my shooting skills from Overwatch don't really carry over to <laughs> Call of Duty all that much. <laughs> really? Okay, I'm actually surprised. Uh, and it, it makes me want to go back to just playing Overwatch. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll play some more of it though because I did I did pick up the last one and was overall disappointed with it so mm. i i would play a little bit more of this and get an idea of it before i consider whether i even want to bother mm. i'm more curious about the single player i guess um i kind of am too yeah but i'm not gonna pay 60 dollars for a call of duty single player nope, so because it's like what six hours long or something yeah I'm, I can if that, that. But, yeah but um like and then i spent a bit of time today playing the untitled goose game so that just came out i think Something? Yeah, it just came out on Friday on Epic Game Store and Switch. I'm playing the Switch version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game is fan fucking tastic. Nice. Oh, that's so a, that's a, that's a good news story. I I spent like I, I so tell me, well first of all what is the entitled Goose game? So it's a puzzle game. Okay. Um, you kind of it's broken up into kind of like zones of an, it seems like. Um, so you start in the first zone as like a garden area and you have like a to-do list and, and you need to do all these different things. It'll unlock maybe like an, another extra one or two things. Mm-hmm. And then once you, once you've completed all the things on your to-do list, something will happen that will let you move on to the next zone. Right. And you play a, uh, asshole, play goose. A asshole goose, um, who can quack and flap his wings and grab on shit and just generally be a nuisance. <laughs> um, so like the first area, like I said, is like a gardening area. And like your to-do list will be things like um, have a picnic, which is that you need to. Um, there's a picnic picnic um, blanket laid over in the corner of the map, and you need to bring like a carrot, an apple, a thermos, and another handful of of things over to it. And and they need to all be on the mat at the same time for you to get credit for having a, a picnic. Right. And so you play Hitman Goose. Um, and sneak your way around this garden area where this gardener is doing his thing and steal a bunch of his shit and take it down there to to have your picnic. Uh, but then there will be other things like uh, um, you need to have him wear, wear his, his sun hat 
Apparently right. he's wearing a different hat. So you need to find <laughs> a way to get that hat off of his head and out of his reach and out of his mind and make him just go put on his other hat instead. Nice. Um, I mean, it, it, so the crazy thing to me is that it's a stealth game it, and it's a stealth puzzler. Like that's, I did not expect it's that. Like it's kind of a stealth game. Like it's really not stealthy because like there's no, <laughs> there's no like loss conditions to it at okay. all. Okay. All right. Just um, basically if you get caught, like they just come over and, and, take the thing back away from you and kind of nudge you backwards or whatever. And, and you kind of got to start over again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not without its frustrations. Um, it does have a couple of minor um, issues I found with it. Uh, let me see here. I had them written down. Um, the first one was that. So my, my, my issues mostly come down to that there are a few things that you're required to do that basically just mean you sitting there waiting for animations to play out until a certain animation happens. Mm-hmm. And then you can go ahead and do the thing. And those have generally been the instances where I'm stuck because I, 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 I'm not just sitting still, still long enough to realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, because like everything else uh, that you need to do requires you to kind of set things in motion to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there will be a thing where I need to have there was a, a, a part of a puzzle later on where like I needed to have somebody break a vase. And so right. I needed to steal the vase, which is a thing of another, another person is trying to paint. I need to steal it without them knowing. So I got to take something of theirs with them seeing me, run it up onto the front of the front of their yard. So it's far away from them. And they got to chase me over to go get it, drop it, run back down, grab their vase, um, and then escape out of their yard, take that vase over to, to the neighbor's yard, drop it in his yard where he can see it. Because then anytime her stuff gets dropped in his yard, he goes over and picks it up and throws it over the fence to her yard. So then he grabs the vase, walks over, throws it over to the other side, and it breaks. So like that all requires you to do all these different things. Right. Um, which is how most of the puzzles in that game work. But there are a few where it's like, okay, well, you got to wait until this one thing happens, and then it'll allow you to finally interact with that thing you wanted to interact with. Huh. Which can be kind of annoying. Yeah, like it's it's like um, uh, there's a name of a game I'm trying to think of, which is there was a quick look of a while ago where you're in this house and everything's kind of on a on a constant track and you're trying to going forward and backwards time. But but yeah, so it sounds like if if you do get reset, you probably kind of play out the entire sequence of events again. Is that kind of the? Yeah, there was a lot of like, oh, well, something happened and I didn't get the vase over where it needed to go to, so mm. then I got the person to put the vase back again or do some other things. It just there's some minor frustrations with that. Yeah. Um, the other issue I found is that in general, in general, and I'm guessing this comes down to it probably just being a small team um, and, and maybe I'm expecting a bit more from the game, but like a lot of the puzzles have a very strict, um, this is what you need to do to solve this puzzle. Oh, not right. a lot of, not of many creativity allowed. Yeah. Ultimate solutions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so no, that's not to say that there's not because my friend yeah. did finish one thing oh, that I had found when I looked up a solution to it. Cool. Um, so it's not to say there's not. It's just not maybe as free as I would like it to be. There's certain things that characters do that like they do this to do the one thing that you want them to do, but then they do this other thing. Right. Okay. Um, so, but I'm, overall, I'm trying to talk like around it because it. it's not a very long yeah, game, and I don't exactly. get too much. Overall, but, you like overall, it. yeah. Like even even the times where. I, frustrated because i'm just i'm just stuck trying mm-hmm. to figure out the like last thing i need to do on my to-do list um my way generally of kind of just 
letting that stress go was like I was stuck on the the gardening guy mm-hmm. and could not figure out what I needed to do to get the the sun hat down or whatever to get him to wear it. And so I just went around his yard and just fucking threw his carrots all over his yard because fuck him. <laughs> um, and stole his little trout uh, trout or towel and and threw it in the um, bushes so he couldn't get to them. <laughs> uh, I did accidentally get myself locked out of his yard. Uh-huh. Because I stole his keys, threw them in his bushes so he didn't know where they were, um, lured him outside, and then shut his gate. <laughs> so then we were both locked outside of his <laughs> I had to reset the level. Nice. <laughs> cool. But uh, it's a really good game. And right now, if you pick it up, uh, it's on sale on, on Switch for like 20% off. It's like 15 bucks right now. I just like the idea of an asshole simulator. It's, it's so... Yeah. It's, there's something pure about it. <laughs> yeah, it was 100. percent Like my daughter was watching me and just laughing at everything I was doing, like me making these people's lives miserable, and she's getting kicked out of it. So it was great. Yeah. Um. Cool. And with that, I think that's everyone but me. Um. Which means, I, and I don't have that long a list, honestly. Uh. So the rest of the show is gonna be my stuff for people at home. Um. First thing on the list here, if I. So I've uh, lived a life where of for the last couple of years where my mouse has double clicked randomly, and I solved that problem. Uh, I used to have by buying a new mouse. Yes. Shocking. Um. So, but like, okay. So I used to wear. Uh, sorry, I used to use MMO mice ever since I played Guild Wars One. Um. Mm. So it was the ones with not not like a, a MMO advertised mouse. I'm talking about like a proper MMO mouse, but it's got like fucking nine digits and a full numpad on the left hand side. And I love those mouse, and I still have one of them hooked up to my computer. I, th- I got to the point where I had a wireless one and a wired one hooked up to my computer at the same time. The wired one finally gave in, and I just want to say that I picked up a uh, a an actual proper kind of shootery focused mouse for the first time because I've been playing more shooters recently. I've picked up the Logitech G502, and it is excellent. Um, it is absolutely excellent. That's that is a fucking robot ass looking mouse. Yep. It is. It looks like a robot. It's weird, <laughs> but uh, it's got an incredibly good sensor on it, and um, just enough buttons to be usable. Like, because the thing is, when you get used to it, MMO mouse is you get used to binding buttons to random things. So I have like volume up, volume down, page refresh, um, page up, page down, and a bunch of other stuff on my old MMO mouse layout when I'm using. So, so it actually became a productivity tool. Um, there's enough buttons on the G502 to do whatever I want. So zoom in, zoom out, and a bunch of other things. Um, so I can use it for productivity, but at the same time, using it for Borderlands has been awesome. Like it just it moves smoothly, it clicks well. Um, it's I'm so happy to be back with Logitech after a long time with Razer because it's got the infinity scrolling real wheel, so you can unlock the wheel scroll mechanism when you're on a on the browser, like when you're browsing the internet. So you can, it doesn't have clicks, so you can just continually scroll. Um, yeah, I just love it. Anyway, just want to say that out loud. Logitech G502 I just, big recommend. I, I, I was looking at the buttons on it, and actually I just realized uh, that is actually a very similar amount to mine. Uh, <laughs> I'm using the G700. Hey, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they like um, they did a refresh like I, two years ago where they updated the numbering system and just slightly yeah. updated all the, all the designs. Well, I think what it is basically is I think mine might just be the like older revision, yeah. but of the wireless version of your mouse. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, because it has literally all the same stuff. All the same buttons. Yeah, exactly. Um, it just. They made it a just little like bit, less less robot-y. 
Yes, they made it more of a body. They made it, I think, um, smaller. I think because the G five two is pretty. Well, most people call it pretty small. I have very small hands, so it's perfect for me. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just a really good fucking mouse. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is Catherine. I just want to say the name out loud. Um, <laughs> they, I, I bought that game, and I really, really, really want to play it. I just have been playing Borderlands, so I just haven't had time. Um, but. It's called Catherine Full Bodied, and what they did was uh, they re-released it on PS4, updated graphics, so it looks very nice now. Um, but they also, I, it's just so okay. A couple of things I want to say. One, it is so refreshing to be in 2019 and have a game that's just like fuck it, we're just going to be open about sexuality and just like having like hot ladies, weird-looking dude, crazy sexy stuff happening. Fuck it, whatever. It's a video game, video game, and I, I love it. I love it. I, there's almost. You can feel the lack of politics in it, and I just love that too. Um, but also the uh, they added a character, so there's Catherine, Catherine with a different spelling, and Cat, I think, which is the third character. Um, so now sure. you, so now you're in a love quadrangle, I guess. Um, the uh, yeah, so you can and and it's like because one was like a human, one was like a demon in the previous one. And now there's an angel, essentially. Added. Um, so there's another route to go through the story. They added a story mode that lets you like do puzzles in a really easy way. Um, they also added like 200 more puzzles, something ridiculous like that, which is pretty cool. Um, I just, I remember playing through Catherine and loving it, almost in spite of itself, just because it's, it's so quirky and weird. It reminds me of a Square 65 game. This is a game where you play just a dude who um, has dreams about him being a sheep and going through block puzzles. That's the game. Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> when it was coming out, I thought it was a swear game. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just so odd. Um, but like, it's also about people and about relationships and really cool. Like it's, um, and it's very, and because it was written many years ago, like it just doesn't have any of the current modern weirdness about it. Speaking of the current modern weirdness, um, I'm going to talk about Borderlands 3 here for a hot second. Uh, all right. How do I put this? Borderlands 3 is the best Borderlands game. If you like Borderlands, go play Borderlands 3. That's that's the upshot. So of it's still a bad game. Um, if I loved Borderlands 2. Uh, I thought Borderlands 1 was okay. Um, and more importantly, I love the co-op. And my friends and I play it together, which is which means it's excellent. Um, like anyone who plays a game with friends tends to just fall in love with that game. Our friends group happened to be Borderlands, um, and also getting into the end game content with ridiculously high numbers and lots of explosions and overpowered abilities and all that kind of stuff is is incredibly satisfying once you grind through the early levels of being underpowered and getting wrecked by everything. So it's it's really cool. Um, I'm now in like two four fifths through my second playthrough of Borderlands Three. Um, I've gotten through the first playthrough. I'm now in True Vault Under mode with my same character. I'm playing the robot dude because he's the only cool one, um, I guess. Uh, and then, yeah, so everything gameplay-wise about that game, like the guns move rate, they, they upgrade the sound, like they they put a lot of quality of life improvements in there. It is the best Borderlands game from a Borderlands kind of thing. Play it. However. <laughs> It has the single worst plot of any game I've ever played except for Control. 
Oh, played. Okay, you, you didn't yes. play Deadly Premonition. No, I did not play. No, okay. no I'm, but Deadly Premonition is an excellent plot. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's true. The plot's all right. It's the, yeah. it's the gameplay that's terrible. Exactly. This is the other way around. Okay. This is this is a plot. Um, so, I it got to the end where characters died, and I was happy they were dead. <laughs> cool. I, I hate almost every character in this game. The weird thing is, so all the it's doing the, the 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 Marvel Cinematic Universe thing, where it's got all the old characters in it that you like, but it slowly kills them off as the game progresses. You know, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, oh no, this is just the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you're replacing these old cool people with shit people I don't care about. This is spoilers, but also whatever they've done this with Roland in the past, and also I'm not telling you who dies. Um, but the uh holy cow so uh every character they have they add in this game has the same personality they all suck and um my the last thing i want to say about it because i don't want to bring politics into this podcast but um the i have a male feminist friend i'm not a feminist i have a male feminist friend um even he was like wow this is uh this is much and I'm like, yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, then I looked it up, and it turns out that every Borderlands game has had a different writer. Every single one has had a different writing team. Hmm. Um, so not they only did. I knew one... this one definitely had different writers than the last one for sure. Yes, because that guy left in 2013 or whatever. Um, yeah. The best guy is the guy who did Tales from Borderlands with me, a new play. He's not even involved in this, even though some of his characters are. Um, Every character, every returning character except for one, feels like a shitty knockoff of themselves. Um, I just, I just, I hate it. The bad guys um, are Twitch streamers, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, influencers. Yeah, influencers, and they both really, they don't suck in a way that you want to kill them. You suck in, a, they suck in a way that you want to just not experience them anymore. <laughs> the, the, the best part about the fact that the bad guys are influencers mm-hmm. is, is the fact that like the way this whole thing worked out with the release of the game, uh-huh. um, they pre-release did not give basically anybody or most anybody at uh, gaming websites mm-hmm. uh, access to the game beforehand. Right. Um, but they did give it to influencers yeah. so that they could talk about it early and, oh my and God. And, and that's the, the game up. and that's the weird thing because if it wasn't for the writing, I would unequivocally say that this is probably my game of the year. I love it. Like it's so the the gameplay is so good. They added uh, they took out slag, which was shit. They replaced it with radiation, which is cool. Most because now that now enemies have like it's like that. Um, it reminds me a lot of Destiny in a good way, where enemies have shields uh, or. Um, or armor or normal health and you have to pick the right weapon for the right situation in end game people have multiples of each and different combinations of them so you have to keep switching weapons in a good way um all the weapons that sorry there's there's a bunch of weapons that feel bad but they're supposed to and there's a bunch of weapons that feel really good because they're supposed to there's a lot of variety every character has a lot of builds like in it's like the gameplay team just sat down and said how do we make the best borderlands possible and they did it um but yeah, it, the writing team, man, I just fucking, it's not as bad as Control, because that I just quit, um, but this is bad. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah, I, Borderlands is 3 is a weird thing, because mm-hmm. like, there, there exists a world where I would give Borderlands 3 a shot. I've never <laughs> been a huge fan of Borderlands in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the first and second games mostly because a friend bought them for me. We played together, mm-hmm. and like 
I had some fun with it, but they're just they've never really been my games. Yeah, fair. But that said, that's not actually why I probably won't give the games a shot. Because mm-hmm. that that friend is still going to play them. Like he's waiting for the Steam release for them, but he's going right. to play them when they come out on Steam. Sure. Um, which normally I would do the same, but the issues surrounding Randy Pitchford. Oh, and the way that, that company yeah, has handled or not that. handled that mm-hmm. um, lead me to never to give Gearbox another fucking cent as long as that man is still working there. Fuck Gearbox. Fuck Randy Pitchford. It's never again. such a weird... Like, I... Okay, so... And, and, and this is the thing. I understand that sentiment, and I don't necessarily disagree, but there was a great meme on the Borderlands um, Reddit which I've been part of because I like watching broken builds and seeing how people do them. Which has an image of a bunch of people having fun playing Borderlands and other people complaining about them having fun. Um, Not necessarily about the fact that they're having fun, but the fact that there's a lot of reasons to not come to this game and have fun with it. It's on the Epic Store, which has its own problems. It has Manny Fishburne in, in the loop, which has its own problems. But the game itself is good. And I don't know how to feel about that. I... I... So my problems are with the game itself. It's the writing. Oh no! no. But yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Like yeah. I didn't fucking condemn people when you know <laughs> they wanted to or didn't want to go and get fucking mm. sandwiches at Chick Fil A. Like <laughs> I'm not. I don't care. If people want to have Good. their fun. They can have their fun. Yes. I'm saying like there's a world where I would have still given this game a chance, even though I mm. I am on the like wait for the Steam release train because sure. I don't ever want to support Epic Store as long as they're doing their ex- exclusivity shit. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not one of those fucking tinfoil hat people who's like, oh, fucking commies are stealing our uh, information. <laughs> China. Uh, for, for me, it's more their business model. I think mm. that I, I, I don't like that their way of trying to get an audience is to force the audience. Right. Um, they, they, they did so many things right with that store. Um, so yeah. many different ways of, of getting people in. They didn't need to do the exclusivity shit and to try and fucking white knight themselves so, to uh, justify a, it has always bothered me. I actually have a point on that uh, against the store. So Epic Store, right? The whole reason I liked it when it first was announced was that it gave developers a greater cut. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But here in Australia, I can't speak to the US, the game was full price on the Epic Store, which is 60 US dollars or an equivalent. Whereas it retail... It was like forty-five Australian dollars, or U.S. dollars equivalent. What mm. the fuck is happening there? I don't even because understand. Because Epic, because Epic doesn't control. They don't have their stuff. They don't have their stuff set up for a controlled marketplace like that. Right. Uh, it's they just do direct conversions. It's just. Um. It's something. It's just, if you remember, like it's the same thing. The Steam did that for the longest time before they finally actually had like hired an, an economist and started actually doing that shit right good epic because... doesn't ha- epic doesn't have a fucking cart like you can't expect them to be able to actually change <laughs> their their values based on the uh, the you know local price expectations local pricing yeah yeah They're, like they, they, you can't buy them more than one game at a time without flagging your fucking credit card company it was close to none of us buying that game because we're like what the fu- we're not paying full price for a game that's worth like wait like sorry not necessarily worthless but available for less elsewhere um, so none mm-hmm. of us ended up buying it through the Epic Store. We ended up buying it yeah, no, there's, there's, through other places. 
Which There's is so many problems with with that store, and like I said, like they they had some like they had some like legitimately good reasons to like like you said when they launched that store, like the, the fact that developers get a bigger cut, that's a mm. good thing. Yes, they had some good promotions in, in place. You know, the giving away of free games that's a great way to get people in service. Mm-hmm. The sale they did where like they took on the cut uh, from the developers, and like the developers got full money, but then there was like additional discounts on their games. Mm-hmm. That is a cool, good thing to do to get people in. Those are those are some of the practices that other stores have also used like humble when they opened up their store um they did discounts on like everything like 10 percent discounts on everything um uh green man gaming when they were like first getting off like they did heavy discounts on Mm, shit yep um to to draw people in and get an audience and epic did a lot of those same things but they were just so fucking greedy with it that mm-hmm. that wasn't enough, and they decided they were going to do the exclusives as well, which yeah. is already bad enough. But then to also try and make themselves look like look look like the fucking Jesus of yeah uh, digital distribution on PC, mm-hmm. and try and like say like take the stance of like we're doing this for you guys, like fuck everything about that company, nope. and as long as they continue the exclusives, I will not buy anything on that Epic Store. That's... I have not played Control. I I will not play. Borderlands for a couple different reasons, but that's mm. one of them. Mm-hmm. I have I have no problems waiting for that. Like like Control, actually, I would have gotten for the PS4 had that version not been total dog. Um, but like, I will not get a game on that service as long as that exclusivity continues. That's literally the only thing. If they if they mm. drop that exclusivity tomorrow, I'd buy Control tomorrow. That's I mean, I think that this is why I like capitalism because <laughs> this is exactly right. <laughs> that's the correct response. So. If you don't like Quite it, don't question. buy it. I agree. Hmm? What, do you guys think that if Epic hadn't come out and started doing the practices that they've been doing, do you think uh, GOG would have worked so, like, would have tried doing, like, you know, their their, their 2.0 launcher? Or or the Steam 2.0 launcher? I don't know. Whatever um, number it's on now. I think that GOG has already been working on something like this for a while. Mm. Um. Because they've been slowly trying to integrate some of that stuff anyway. I think this is just kind of the natural evolution to what they were doing. I think this just happened to work out in their favor um, mm. that so many people don't want to deal with that service. Because because like that's the thing is like that's kind of a s- somewhat separate issue because the where GOG helps with with regards to the Epic Game Store is more so in the. Uh, the features that that store lacks, mm. which there's a lot of them but again like even with those features those lacking features in mind if the exclusive exclusivity thing was not in right now i would be buying games on there i would i would buy control on there to play it i really want to play that game um but so i i don't know whether gog thing really is affected that much by it steam I don't know. Steam doesn't well, seem they, like it's they, really they affected too much by it. Library thing, like in January, like they've shown it off. So it was it was in the works before all this. Okay, happened. yeah, mm. and like some people tried to attribute uh, a change in policy from Steam, where uh, game like there was like a, an exclusivity thing where like games needed to launch on Steam within a certain period of time of their launch on other platforms in order to be considered for Steam. Mm. But like, turned out that was actually an old policy that Steam really doesn't actually. Enforce. Um, enforce it all, mm. but it's been around forever now. People mm. just happen to find it now because they're looking for stuff to talk about for Epic. Yeah, it's weird. So, like, I don't, yeah. I don't think anyone's actually reacting to Epic with this um, store-wise because 
if that, I, I think if Epic Game Store was a competent store mm. storefront um, and and had these policies, then you would see GOG and you would see definitely Steam making changes to try and hold on to their player bases or draw more people back to them away from Epic. Yeah, but because it sits right now, like there are definitely like plenty of people buying these games on Epic. I don't know that Steam's actually losing anybody. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't well, no, because PC, that's just not how the PC community works. PC community is all about just essentially, fuck it, I'll just get wherever game cheapest on the platform I like. And the well, or, 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 or it's, it's either that or they're like, well, out on yeah, we'll just wait for it. Or, or like, Steam's you know, why is this not on Steam? Like, there's yeah. been other things of like, oh, I bought this game, like, <laughs> bought this game on GOG DRM free. Mm-hmm. Let me attach it to Steam. Mm hmm. Yep. And, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, there's a Pareto principle involved. There's a bunch of different reasons for, for all of that. Anyway, point is, uh, just to wrap up that conversation, I really like Borderlands 3. I think it's written like garbage. I, um, to the, yeah, again, to the point where the living characters at the end. Okay, I will say this Ice T plays one of the characters, and that's the best character <laughs> in that game. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> and oh, it, I didn't know he played a character. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, like, it, it, so the game opens and you essentially meet the bad guys really close to the front and I hated them absolutely hated them um, then the game kept going and I started hating all the side characters um, and so the only people I liked were the returning cast from 2 and 1 which weren't written by these assholes uh, and it got to the middle half and I was, I was pretty much um, I started playing the game on mute because I fucking hated everything and then finally I met Ice-T and it turned around and it was fine <laughs> So, <laughs> so I'd say if you hate everyone in the game, I don't blame you because they all suck. Um, they all have the same personality, and they're all essentially um, hashtag. Okay, another thing I want to say: um, we, men write women worse than women do. All the writers in this game are men, and they suck. They don't know how to. They don't apparently don't understand how to write a complex female character. Aside from the character that wasn't written by them, i.e., the returning per- character from Borderlands Two, um, Tannis, mm. and she's she's awesome. And I think she was in one as well. Everything, everyone else may as well be the same person, but with different ages and different ethnicities. It is garbage. Um, cool. But Ice T is awesome, and he does come in the second half. You also meet this other, uh, this other like, essentially like uh, a vault hunter that used to be around for a long time, and it's like it's like they they add to the lore of vaults in a really cool way in this game. Uh, I didn't think I would care, but the guy you meet to do with that is really cool. Um, yeah. So overall, I, I like. Could, it. Uh, yeah. I, I got, I, I got maybe odd question for you mm-hmm. uh, to kind of round out the Borderlands Three talk. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, especially with all of the stuff kind of stacked against Borderlands Three between mm-hmm. Gearbox and, and Epic and all that, uh, do you, and, and and on the other side, um, the potential promise um, that comes with with its freedom do you think destiny to releasing on steam oh man will just fucking like tank player base and 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 like general excitement for borderlands 3 i mean there's, there's two elements to this question one uh i really wanted to talk about destiny today but i decided not to i love everything that destiny that Bungie's planning to do with Destiny, aside from the fact that they're not just making a three, because I fucking hate the idea of continuing bolting shit onto Destiny Two. Well, I, I think I think to be fair to them, uh, now that they are free and have 
mm. budgets, I think that they can't do a three. I yeah, think that I mean, yeah. you look at like what what IO did with Hitman. Yeah, and there was even even though Hitman Two is a two, it is basically Hitman One Point Five. Yeah, exactly. And this is this seems like that. I I I respect them for it, but um, I wanted to say that the. PC gaming seems to be going to the gutter for a while now. It'll come around because everything's a cycle. Um, but consoles are coming next year, and the moment those hit, Destiny Two is going to look like it already looks dated. It's going to look like absolute trash when you compare it to anything that's being developed right now for those new consoles. Um, so, and Borderlands Three does look incredible. Like when when people do get their hands on it, when I guess the Steam. Does look very nice when it's running. In front I of also you. think it's I, different you know, players. I, I don't hate the look of Borderlands, the art style of Borderlands Three, but I would not describe Borderlands oh, Three as looking. I nice. think it's one of those things when when you're when you're. It looks better when you're playing it because it, it's. I don't think it watches. I think when you when I watched stuff about it, it just looked like more Borderlands. When you're playing it and the lighting effects are going off and stuff, it, it's mostly about the lighting. They really upped the lighting engine. Um, and the textures uh, tend to... There's some parts of this game like, wow, that looks like a comic book. Like, that looks really nice. If you don't like comic book styles, then yeah, that's what it's always not. Um, but no, I think Borderlands yeah, 3 is going to die for a different reason. I think Borderlands 3 is going to die because they fucked up the end game. Um, they, uh, essentially, there, there is an end game in here, but they don't, they don't have multiple difficulties. They think they did a smart thing by essentially having the Halo um, skull system in this. Mm. But not that's not the same as having eight difficulty modes, your weirdos. We used to be able to play the game through eight times to get to Ultra Volt 100 mode. So you've aged well, eight, and now they don't have that. The numbers stop scaling. That, that come, I think that comes with comes kind of along with the major problem that I think the game has. Mm-hmm. In that, like, I think that they built that game on the philosophies that they had for Borderlands Two, and learned nothing from that genre of games over the last eight years. I mean, not only that, but they didn't. They learned nothing from their own DLCs for Borderlands Two, unless they plan to do them for <laughs> DLCs for this one. But you can't. You can't take. Okay, so. They they came out recently going, uh, they are happy to see that some people, like, whatever, like 20 million unique logins of Borderlands last year or something like that. It was something ridiculous. Um, I'm like, yeah, that's because Borderlands 2 is a fully fleshed out game after its fucking 12 DLCs or whatever it had. You can't go back to Borderlands and then expect some kind of traction like that, especially when, you, A, you're competing against Borderlands 2, which is still a good game for people who like Borderlands, but B, also, yes, to be a Destiny, a bunch of other things. There's a problem when I am playing my, my the first character ever made on my second playthrough, which is the highest difficulty, on the highest difficulty of, that, of the playthrough, which is May, Mayhem 3 on True Vault Hunter mode, and I am breezing through combat in the last act of the game. There is no, there's no longevity to this. I'm gonna be, be, I'm gonna beat this act on the highest difficulty possible, and I'm just gonna put the game down. There's no eight other playthroughs for me to go through. So yeah, there's, there's other reasons why the end game will fall over, but we'll, we'll see there when we see that. Thurbleton, do you have anything before we, we punch out? Yeah, I, I think <laughs> like there, you might see a notable change in players, but mm. it, it is like a comparison between apples and oranges. Uh, like, there, Borderlands is a co-op shooter that like there's there's other co-op shooters that are out on mm-hmm. on pc and such but it, that's that's the main one that like the the type of person who's only gonna like gonna buy one or two games a year is going to pick up but that's the thing like the borderlands community is the destiny community like th- those are the same game ah uh, like, destiny i i mean I like the comparing the two people. destiny seems more like both, versus 
they're both loot shooters. I mean, let's put it this yes. way: like I, I play Destiny two more than anyone here. But I, not to say that it's a not to say. Sorry, the reason I say that is because I have a Destiny two friends list on PS four. I most of the people of my most people on my PS two four friends list are Destiny people, and none of them are playing Borderlands three. Um, yeah, and I, I have friends who are big Destiny fans and will, are probably not playing Borderlands, mm-hmm. and some that are Borderlands fans that would never play Destiny. I think it's, yeah, they're uh, the same genre, but I think there's something about the style. Like you mentioned the art style before. I think it's important. That's really important. There's something about it's it. It's like, yeah, just, one is more intense and the other is more cartoony. Yeah, yeah, one's definitely yeah, sci fi versus uh, post, like post apocalyptic. I think there's. I mean, yeah, there's a difference in the style, but in terms mm-hmm. of gameplay, like they're the same type of game. Yes, and they are. Yeah. Like the the people who I know who have historically been fans of Border, Borderlands oh, okay. were fans were people who who moved on and you know did play Destiny and everything as well. Now mm. I will say a lot of those people you're right are not playing Borderlands three, mm. but not because they're different games, but because they have heard from others that the game is not maybe what everyone wanted it right. to be, and that that could be true. Like maybe it's just the word of mouth thing that's killing it, but. I, I have to say, like, yeah, as a person who loved Borderlands, if you like Borderlands and are okay with it having a shit storyline, this is the best. This there's no competition. I think, I think Jeff put it probably the best way though, um, because actually, like, that's from everything I've been hearing. Uh, like, you're the first person I've heard say this is the best Borderlands. Because from everything I've been hearing otherwise, is mm-hmm. if you like Borderlands and you want the best Borderlands, go play Borderlands too. I mean, that's yes, because nothing in this game. Because this is the best Borderlands from a gameplay perspective. They tighten up. But they didn't change enough in this one. No. um, To make you want to play this one, where you can just go back and play all the. All of it. You can play the whole handsome collection for like, what, 15 bucks or something, which is a shitload of game. Fully fully remastered, looks great. Like, yeah. And and I also want to say that um, the best thing about Borderlands 2, why people love it so much, it was, was, again, that last writer who left. and he made a day. Oh, I'm not sure if it's just him. Actually, I might be wrong about that. But Tiny Tina's um, Keep, I think it was called, or Tiny Tina's something something Keep. Um, it's essentially a they put Dungeons and Dragons in Borderlands, which was the perfect. You're talking about uh, Andrew, what's his name, right? Yeah, I think a- so. Anthony Birch. Or Anthony Birch. Yeah, he, uh, he's definitely the creator of Tiny Tina, at least. Yeah. So they put they essentially made a DLC, which was straight up you're playing through a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, but with guns where you're fighting dragons and there's a lot of tropes and a bunch of stuff. They put a, and um, me and my friends played it through a year and a half ago. And it is by far the most memorable thing about that game. And it is incredible. And it is like, if anything you like, Borderlands, yeah, that's the thing. To and it's about. not, and it's not just because it's a, a Dungeons and Dragons reference put into the game. Cause I also put one of those in uh, fable three, but nobody talks about that one. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess it was it was a well done one of those, and and <laughs> and there's something about the mashup between the like yes, the looter shooter does owe a lot to Diablo, so yes, you should probably like touch that sometimes. Um, yeah, so if if you were to play a Borderlands game, I wouldn't say buy Borderlands three. I'd say buy Borderlands two. But if you played all of that like we did and have already burnt out and all of that like we did, then yes, then Borderlands three is the one to do. Um, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Anyway, that's my Borderlands bit, which went longer than I thought it would. And that's me for this Fortnite. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. And I will only spend a minute on this because we're at the end of the show. Roughly two hours, which is the aim. Um, Durin, this is actually a question for you. Have you played Legend of Heroes, Trails of the Sky, or Trails of Cold Steel? 
I have never played a Legend of Heroes game. I've always wanted to. Right, right. I've never played one. I've, I've I was always come the, very close to hitting that button and yes. never played I was like in the exact same boat till um, like two weeks ago when I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I've, people have been telling me to play these games for years. Um, everyone's been like, every JRPG fan has been like, oh yeah, no, Legend of Heroes trail series has been I, excellent. I, I generally play like just about every other JRPG out there, but like right. Legend of Heroes and Sword Art Online are two that I have come <laughs> very close to buying different iterations of throughout the years and I just mean, have never done. It's... Um, so I finally pulled the plug on Trails of Cold Steel, and I talked about it. I've heard that one is very good. Yeah, that's because yeah, it's the one everyone says to play. And um, I I brought up on Dublin's episode, but essentially the dark secret is the reason everyone loves it is that it is essentially they put the persona in the Tales game, <laughs> where, where uh, they and 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 I say Tales, not Trails, because it is essentially a mashup of Persona Four and and tales of whatever um it is a game where it's a third person perspective you're running around an op- not an open world but a um a kind of segmented world where you're in these areas where you have monsters walking around and you can attack them to start a fight on a different screen so all the rpg elements are similar to tales um the magic systems from the original trails which is like this weird thing with like a, it's like a mini sphere grid but not quite um and the storyline is essentially you're in a school and you're going through with other students and it's about your relationship with the other students in your class. So it's like they put all the things in the one game. <laughs> this is a remaster of a PS3 and Vita game. Yeah. <laughs> huh. We ended up, I, so I, at first I loved it. I fell in absolute love with it um, because it essentially is all the things in the one game. Um, and it is good. And the I love it again especially in comparison to Borderlands 3 everyone is cool and likable um, everyone's like a happy-go-lucky like person who you want to spend time with they're all complex characters like all of them have problems at home or something like that but they're all dealing with it because like they're people um, if it feels like yeah there's no like, I feel like a lot of modern games uh, it feels like the characters are just too edgelordy or they just they wear their problems on their sleeves they don't act like people mm. Like, real people have problems. Like, everyone has a problem. Everyone has family members who are, like, have cancer or whatever. Everyone has problems, but everyone just fucking deals and tries to do it with the best they can. And this, you have, like, depression or whatever, which I can't speak to. But, like, and it feels like the ga- the people in this game are like that. They're, like, nice, likable people who have problems but deal with it. And everyone just gets together to, like, essentially go to this military school together and defeat these bad guys. It feel- is just such a fun time. Everyone's likable and it's fun. Um... The reason I bounced off it was because of it got a bit samey and it has the same gameplay loop over and over where um, you're essentially given, you go to a new area, you're given a task list of things to do. So you're given like essentially your quest board up front every day and, you, and you're let free on the world to do any amount of quests except for like one required one every day. Um, but essentially because I'm a completionist, it just ended up as me getting the shopping list of, oh, okay, these are the quests to do for the day and just going out and do every <laughs> single one on that list. Um, and that got tiring. So it, it was more like my I'm not compatible with the game, but I feel like the game that's there is excellent. So for the people who either don't have the problem or find that fun, like having just a short defined quest list with a constantly changing environment, um, your party is also constantly changing. I don't like that because I like sticking with the same people for a long period of time. Mm. But like 
it, it makes it introduces you to new members of the class by essentially pairing you up on these missions together so you get to know each member like at a time so like some people like that i didn't but i think it just everything about it yeah i can see why people love this game like it seems like a excellent jrpg um there's reasons i don't like it but they're personal like the, the things i like in a game this does not do but in terms of systems it's good yeah everything yeah, yeah i don't know like, i feel like if i were to go and play a remaster uh, mm-hmm. like a current current ish remaster of an old game an old, old jrpg uh i still continue to look at star ocean the last hope remaster <laughs> yep. almost by that as well because <laughs> i remember what little i played of that back on the 360 i really fucking enjoyed that nice and, I, and then I like watching watching the video from this is making me now just want like dude it looks like an what old the fuck is, what, yeah. what the fuck is level five doing why have they not done a remake or a remaster of uh rogue galaxy yet I know, right? It's yes, yes, that's a good one. Um, it's like one of the best fucking RPGs they've been. It's just lost to like tail end PlayStation mm-hmm. Two. Um. Oh yeah, and I would would like to say that I played it on the Switch and the poem seems fine. So yeah, everything everything seems cool. Mm. Actually, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of Fire Emblem. <laughs> I'm thinking of Fire Emblem, which is also set in this school. I'm thinking of the other kind of Persona game. Yeah. Um, sure. Okay, yeah, no, I'm playing a PS4, and the, Persona, the performance is excellent. So it's boost mode, which means you can hit left trigger, and suddenly the entire game's on fast forward. Oh, sweet. Has that been cool? Yeah, so it's cool. Um, the best feature they've been to the remasters of the Final Fantasy. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, yeah, so overall, big thumbs up. Um, I'm going to, I've stopped playing, but I, I think I'd recommend, strong recommend. It's. It's not up. I uh, actual like real, real, real talk. Um, it is not up there with like Persona Four or like if you haven't played fucking Final Fantasy Ten or like any of the really the the classic JRPGs. This is lower on the mm. list. All right, let's not let's not go too far here. Pick a Final Fantasy, whatever Final Fantasy you want to say. I not said ten. 10. Um, also, eight is is out again as well. Uh, also, yeah, no, uh, PSA eight is out again. <laughs> don't buy that version of it. True, like yeah, straight up, true. do not fucking buy it. It they is a bad it. remaster. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, I didn't, but yeah, it's it's not up there with the top Final Fantasies. Pick your Final Fantasies. I say Persona is indis- undisputably undisputably on that list, but there are many others. Um, it is definitely a B tier JRPG, but it's the top of the B. It's the top of that pile. Um, it was very good. I like it. It's it's one of those JRPGs that they seem. It seems like a new one comes out every six months. Mm, yeah, because it's free trails. Sim- similar to the, yeah. yeah, similar to the uh, the other one I was I mentioned earlier. Mm. Um, uh, Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online. Yeah, and, and Tales every, like, to some months. degree, right? Like Tales does that a lot now. Uh, no, Tales are like maybe once a year. Once a year. That Sword Art. Things, I yeah. literally have seen. I've literally seen Sword Art. I've, I've seen at least two release in one year. And with that note, um, last words for me is, man, that next Tales game, right? I want to play the shit out of that. Oh, I want, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot all about that. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of ScotchCast. Let's go around. Does anyone have any plugs? Thurbleton, I'll start with you, unless you want me to go first. Um, do you have any plugs, aside from surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman? Um... Oh, Other than just like yeah, surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman. Here, I'll skip for now. Okay, cool. Durbleton, sorry, no, Durin. Check. I just said Durbleton. Like, <laughs> Durin. <laughs> I'm rusty. Uh, I mean, the only thing I'll say is if you, depending on when this goes up, 
if you do play Overwatch or, or care much about it, they're running mm-hmm. a special thing right now. Um, it's one of their like uh, challenge events they run, um, where if you win like nine games uh, over the course of that, you'll get some sprays and stuff like that. But you'll at, at nine wins, you'll get a new skin, mm. um, which right now is a Lego or Zarnet brick uh, Bastion skin, which okay. is pretty cool. Cool. So it's a it's a free skin if you just play the game. So if you play Overwatch, go play that and get that skin. Nice. Uh, Nubarama, do you have any plugs? There's actually this cool game that I discovered. Um, it, I saw some news about it, actually, that it's still getting updates, so it might be worth jumping in. Guild Wars 2. Oh, my God. Have you guys heard about this game? <laughs> Guild Wars 2? I, would, I did not expect that. I did not expect Are you trolling? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. yeah I, I heard about that one. I heard, I heard they lost like so much development that they can't make expansions anymore. Oh, geez, Yeah, like I see, I see news about it once in a while, and I'm that game sounds like a cooling concept. Okay. I don't know. Right. There's something about it that appeals to me. All but right. at the same time, well, something prevents me from wanting to play it. Aside from know. that, uh, my plugs are... I plugged it last on the, lo- on the last episode. Uh, hopefully, Thurbleson gets it up at some point. Um, Pathfinder 2 is a game system you should check out. It, I think it's better than D&D 5. Um, after playing it even more since the last talked about it, um, I'm running a campaign in it. Pathfinder 2 is fucking incredible i love it um and as a bonus uh, i mentioned it on the podcast before a long time ago but i want to bring it up now um and i'm happy it's successful because the first video of this on youtube has 46 million views and the other one has 72 from the other season cobra kai is a show on youtube you should watch it it is about the karate kid guy um Sorry, the bad guy from the first Karate Kid movie getting old and starting his own dojo. And if that sounds like nonsense, <laughs> it's because it is, and it's actually excellent. Um, just watch reviews about like people, like, actual reviewers have reviewed this TV show and loved it. Like it's not jokingly excellent; it is actually excellent. Um, it's a show about kung fu slash karate specifically. Um, and the kids do their own stunts and it's really heartfelt like it gives you like stranger things season one vibes because everyone's like it's like actual people trying to act like like real people and there's actual relationships and yeah it's 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 fucking sick man and the first season ends with an actual martial arts tournament like legit like 100 percent. and the reason i bring it up is um it's previously on youtube premium but i believe uh, Cobra Kai season one is now free to watch. If not, season two is. So, um, they, because they're doing them back to back. So YouTube's putting, they're changing their policy on their um own their original shows. I think they're essentially recently releasing to the public as if they were TV shows. So one mm. episode at a time, and um, yeah, like straight up Cobra Kai season one episode one, seventy two million views, and almost all of it is up like upvote. Uh, huge recommend. It is. So, so good. Anyway, so it's talking about TV show really quick. I, mm-hmm. I want to another little PSA uh, because I don't know how widely this was actually reported, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you're, you're familiar with the Picard show they're putting out on <laughs> yep. CBS All Access, right? Yep. So the the PSA is that uh, I don't I don't again I don't know that they're really like advertising this too much, but um, I guess in a bid to make sure that that movie or show does well as opposed to uh, Discovery, mm-hmm. um, the day after they air. On, the episodes okay. air on CBS All Access. They're going to be on Amazon Prime. Oh wow! Okay, cool. There you go. 
So you don't have to subscribe to CBS All Access for Picard. That's which I'm what? actually legitimately excited about watching. Yeah, if if that is how these multiple streams streaming services go, where it's like timed exclusive on their own service then releases to something else that could be an okay version of the future especially like a day like it's not like mm. oh we're gonna release the entire season and then the rest of you plebs can watch it i mean even it was like three months like i wouldn't mind i'd, I'd wait right it's that's not bad that's actually pretty cool and the day is good yeah. i think it's almost generous if i yeah. could call a multi a horrible multinational generous um good for them <laughs> Thank you for that, Duran. Uh, and with that, Thurbleton, last chance, nothing? Uh, I mean, like, truly joking, Mr. Feynman. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the previous conversations and all that, uh, I've... The, people could argue that this is this is not a good investment, but uh, I, <laughs> I'm i a subscriber of YouTube Premium. 100%. Same. And, like, it, it is... It's a hefty 16 USD a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... It's like you also get YouTube uh, music for that as well. And yes. you can download as much as you want onto your phone. Yep. And so my music tastes kind of like go with the seasons and, and whatnot. And so I will just like, all right, well, I have Wi-Fi. So I'm not like I don't have to worry about data for my phone plan or something. It's like I'll mm-hmm. just download all these songs and then listen to them a bunch or listen to podcasts or like just like you can download whole hour long YouTube videos and listen to those. That's the biggest uh, thing. And so um, YouTube premium yeah. is amazing because it. It's it's bullshit. They lock this behind. And, and no ads. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No ads, and without using ad blockers, just straight up no ads. But um, more importantly, they lock the feature behind paying the subscription. But it allows you to play YouTube videos on your phone and stuff with the screen off, and that means that everything's suddenly a podcast, which means it changes the way. You, you, such you a shit thing for them to lock behind the table, though. I oh know. yeah, no, I know. <laughs> As somebody who like recently had to just like, drop my brightness down to twenty percent on my phone, uh-huh. just so it'll last through the day. Yep. <laughs> uh, it is also the thing if I believe if you are a uh, a premium member, like anytime you go to a, a, a channel, like if you if you watch something, mm-hmm. the that user will get a little bit of other proceeds. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, so yeah, instead of ads, that you give them like a, a bump from you just visiting them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. And you get to watch Cobra Kai, all of it. There you go. So double recommend for YouTube Premium. <laughs> Again, evil multinationals, horrible streaming services, but... Uh... But also, it's... Uh, yeah, it, it is... Yeah, I, already, I already paid for Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. I'm, oh, jeez. I'm not paying for another one. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Scotchcast. Those are our plugs. You can find them in the show notes below. Um, Duran, Thurbleton, Nubarama, thank you for joining me this week, and we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Bye-bye.